Dev? Ian? Cheers. We're back. Welcome to the Rehab Podcast, your one-stop shop for all things music, video game, and movie-related news. My name is Devin Knoll, and with me I'm joined by my co-star, Ian Reed. Welcome, everyone. We like to start it off with the music segment, uh, because it's our weakest segment by far. And okay. <laughs> this segment is legendary. Facts. All you, all you Ian fans out there, at us on Re-Up, at Re-Up Pod. <laughs> you tell Dev, Dev the Mage right now that that is a lie. That Tell him that you listen to the best music of your life from this podcast. I actually have a lot for the music, because we waited three weeks to do this. And, and it really feels like it's been longer. It, it's actually been six weeks I lied. We okay. waited six weeks to do this. That makes more sense. Um, but actually, most of this, except for a few select songs, has just happened in the last 48 to 72 hours. Wow. You picked a really good time. I did. Hell yeah. I, I told my girlfriend, you get to work right now. I have things to say. Hell yeah. To ones of people. Dozens, <laughs> if we're lucky. <laughs> um... First things first, uh, Tyler the Creator. We love Tyler the Creator. He's the goat. He hasn't released an album in two years. What was it, Corso? Call Me If You Get Lost. Call Me If You Get Lost. Corso was on it. Yeah, my favorite song from that album. And last night at midnight, he released the the deluxe version of Call Me If You Get Lost. Hell yeah. Call Me If You Get Lost, the estate sale. That's pretty fire. Has like eight new songs on it, so not a lot. but good? It's 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 good. We're gonna listen to one of them. It's Hell called yeah. it's called in all caps Stunt is Man. Is that a uh, is that a spoiler for our bops or not? The infamous segment. Well, I'll let you decide if it's a bop or not. Me, I'm already decided. Wow. wow. Okay. It features uh, it features one of my other a rapper that I like but don't know like a lot. I only know him from features. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vince Staples. If you know Vince, oh, Staples I know Vince Staples. He's in that. Um. But more, more on the bops or not later. I don't want to But it was nice to hear a new Tyler. Tyler was also in the new DJ drama album that came out last night at midnight as well. Weird that they came out at the same yeah, time. But he was only in one song. Yeah, well, yeah, DJ drama is on produced on if you get lost. lost. I forgot about that. Yeah. You won't forget when he started playing it because he's like, this DJ drama? Yeah. And yelling. And you're he, like, hey, hey. It's, it's so funny because, like, DJs like that, like, especially, like, Khaled, you know what I mean? You know, another one. Like, yeah, 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 okay. And then DJ Drama has his DJ Drama. And I, like, I don't know. I thought it was so funny on Corsa. But, like, he didn't really do that. Tyler did it for him. He's like, Drama, I need you. You know what I mean? He, mm. like, calls out Drama instead it is, of Drama. It's, it's, doesn't so. he say, like, like, Drama, turn the music up or, like, yeah, turn yeah, the yeah. bass up or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking but love that song. The, whenever I first heard... Freaking, I freaking love that song. Whenever I first heard that he was uh, releasing Call Me If You Get Lost and I saw that it was DJ Drama, I first looked it up and saw that he like executively produced the whole album. And it reminded me of like back when LimeWire was a thing. Okay. Um, I used to... You used to get like music that was from mixtape sites. And one of them was like Dat Piff, which would just like make the most ridiculous like interrupt your music f you to your face like stuff you got this song from dot piff yeah right in the middle of the song i know exactly, exactly what you're talking about in, not that specifically but i know what you're talking about as soon as i saw that i thought of another one um it's it's gangsta grills and he used to always like over like randomly in the middle of a song would be good to be like it's the grizzles <laughs> <You'd> be like, 
All right, perfect. Thank you. But the newest uh, J. Cool album that came out was, or maybe it was the new Dreamville album or whatever that came out was um, The Grills. It was oh, like yeah? called D-Day or something. It was actually pretty good, but it was just like, yeah, D-Day, a Gangsta Grills mixtape. Wow. And it's good, but it's just, it makes me laugh every time because that's all I can think about. But um, quick segue, that segue me into J. Cool. Hell yeah. J. Cool's uh, longtime one producer said that uh, the fall-off era of J. Cool is what we're in now. And J. Cool has said that he wants to quit music soon. Yeah, so did Drake. Drake is also hinting at quitting music again, so we'll see. Yeah, but I think they're going to quit music like Jay-Z quit music, where they don't make anything for like six years, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's Empire State of Mind 3, yeah. or whatever the fuck he dropped. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's, that's what I was saying the other day to someone. It might have even been you and we were just together drinking some, some Miller Lats. But it was, uh, uh, yeah. I was, I was reading about. It was actually, I think, because of this, because of seeing Jay Cole and Drake talk about retiring from music. It was like, well, we all know what happened with Jay Z, and I was yeah. like, I was like, when did Jay Z say that? And then I looked at it, and it was like they said it, like with albums before, like when I was a kid before I even knew Jay Z. It was like, like, like what was it, like the, the blueprint or whatever. Yes, yes. And then actually. like, but what I know Jay Z from, like, uh, Watch the Throne. Uh, the 444 magna carta holy grail that's all his comeback and i didn't wow. know that at all i just thought look it at you being learned jay-z's making music because that's just what he does but yeah. here it was he apparently took a quote-unquote hiatus and i i just i'm not Listen, all i'm gonna say right arguably watch the throne is the greatest collaboration album Easily top 10 collaboration album I've ever heard. Yeah, I'd say top five for me. Kanye, Jay-Z, Otis, incredible. Unbelievable. I love that song so much. I don't know why I can't think of another song from Watch the Throne off the top of my head, but... Who was in Paris again? Yeah. We yeah. Were, they, they was in Paris. Yeah. They were in Paris. Dude, that song is iconic. I love right? that song. And if that's during his retirement, quote-unquote, yeah. then we're about to hear some banger from jake and j cool you know what i mean you say jake and j cool i may have hey man i, I honestly don't know jake and dre cool dre cool dude. but the biggest thing that's interesting about this whole fall off era is it, his uh like i said his producer tweeted about it and he said that the fall off era started with some features Went to Revenge of the Dreamers 3, which right. has happened, we talked about it on the podcast four years ago. We did. That was a long time ago. And then it went into the off season, which is that album with the like flaming basketball hoop that he released. Doesn't that have Middle Child on it? Yeah, I think it was one of the singles yeah, that yeah, was released. Yeah. We also talked about him here. We did. And then that album got released after we weren't on here anymore. We then it was more features, that. but he's set to release an album called It's a Boy. Okay. And then he's going to release The Fall Off. Unless he does more features in another mixtape or so. You know he's going to do more features. Listen, I don't care who you are, all right? You can talk about being from the hood. You can talk about how you came up from wherever ghetto area, and now you got all this money, and now you're happy where you are. You're lying to yourself and us. I know you can't get around without those millions of dollars, all right? I know you ain't sitting on the dragon horde of money. After two years, dude, you're going to be like, damn, poverty did suck, huh? I much prefer being rich. And then he's going to make whatever, dude. He's going to make whatever. Drake's going to do the same. Well, maybe not Drake. Drake probably has not He probably does have a dragon <laughs> of money, honestly. Drake's probably sitting on all That's the thing. How do you be the biggest artist in rap 
and you're just like, nah, I'm done. You I don't know, know, dude. You know what I'm done? I, I like I respect it. I respect the idea of it, but I know he's not real. Listen, the only person that I truly believed when they said that was uh, Childish Gambino. I yeah, he you said know what? Childish Fair. Gambino needs to come to an end. I like endings. I want to release an album, and it's done. And uh, it might be done, but Donald Glover's new album is going to be coming. Dude, Donald Glover's new album, dude. What's that song? He said he was done because he made a Redbone, yeah. right? And he's like, oh, I don't think I'm going to do it. And then, like, literally a year later, what was that? Was that Untitled? Or really, like, uh, it was, like, Summertime Love or something like that. Oh, my God. Summertime I can, like, Magic. A summertime Magic. Yeah, oh, man. I can, like, I wish you weren't such a bad singer. I can hear it. Right Unbelievable. <laughs> oh, on cue. <laughs> but that yeah. and uh, This Is America, which he just won a lawsuit over. I don't know what he got sued for, but anyway, he won a lawsuit. For right. Speaking of, I know this isn't in your, but did you hear about Afro Man? So Afro Man, as a, many of you may know, he's like the haha funny, I'm a white guy, and... Okay, hold on, let me back up. Afro Man's black as hell, right? Yeah. But, like, he makes these songs that, like, these white dudes will go out to a karaoke night. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh, haha, this song is made by a black guy, but me, the white guy, can rap it. Um, I'm trying to think of any... I wish I wasn't blanking right now, but... He, he called 45 and two zigzags. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. So he made a song. I also sound just like Afro Man is why you knew that. True. Or am I the white guy at the karaoke bar? It doesn't matter. Okay. Anyways. Pimp in Pennsylvania? Huh? He sings Pimp in Pennsylvania. I didn't. Yet. What? Yeah. <laughs> wow. I have a whole discography apparently to discover. Anyways. So he made this song. I don't remember what it's called, but essentially... He made the song using footage of these like SWAT officers raiding his house, and it shows these SWAT officers like going through his pockets and like taking money out. And he in the whole song he's like, "Did you find something in my pockets? Did you find that gram of weed in there?" And it's just, it's like such a dumb fucking song. And he's getting sued over it. By the way, the police from wherever he's from are like. Yeah, that's an invasion of privacy. I'm like, brother, you are raiding his home, and you're talking about invasion of private. It's crazy, dude. It's absolutely. Is the music video like a real like? Yeah, it's real. Like it's actual footage. Yeah, I'm raiding. It's not his like house. just like. Okay. It's not acting. That's it's, crazy. It's taken from his surveillance cameras. Yeah, that's wild, actually. Yeah, um, I totally forgot about that until we started talking about show. To reel us back in. Yeah, my bad, my bad. To J. Cool. Right, 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 right. So, J. Cool's Dreamville Festival is happening this weekend. April Hot. 1st Hot. and 2nd, maybe today even, but I think it's just Saturday and Sunday. But the lineup for that festival is insane. Have you seen anything about it? No, no, no. So, Saturday, tomorrow, yes. is, uh, we got some people, uh, sir, he did a song with, uh, with Kendrick that I really like. I don't know Sir that well, but that song was pretty good. Um, Earth Gang, who's part of Dreamville. I know Earth Gang. Sean Paul. Oh, yeah. Sean Day Paul. Yeah. yeah. Um, City Girls, Ari Lennox, uh, Lil Dirk, and the headliner for Saturday is Usher. Wow. That's pretty cool. Lil That's... Dirk, like, from fucking Racetown, Lil Dirk? Yeah. That's him, right? I don't know who you're talking about. Who's that rapper that, like, came up from around here? That, like, made it semi-big? Uh... I don't know. All right. Anyways. Oh, little skies. That's it. Little skies. I was in college with somebody, and they kept calling them little skis. 
I was like, you don't know how spelling works. That's but anyway. Yeah. Little Skies was seen at a uh, Del Grosso's amusement park a couple years ago. Hey, repping, <laughs> but... repping that eight one four, baby. <laughs> but anyway, and then there's also in big uh, that it's going to be featuring Burna Boy. I don't know Burna Boy. I don't know who that is. But Sunday's headline. Well, before we get to the headliners, there's going to be a cause. Uh, Waka Flock of Flame. Hell yeah. Waka. Uh, I think it's Bass. B A S. Uh, Glorilla, dude, I love Boss. Yeah, actually, no. And Summer Walker and I don't know those. Jid, J I D. Hey, but the mother freaking headliners for Sunday. Yeah, can you guess who it is for J Cole's Dreamville Festival? Like, is it out of left field? No, kind of, a little bit. Is it Kanye? It is J Cole, naturally, and Drake. Get out of here! Yeah, wow. And people are speculating. They're going to drop a joint album? That they're going to drop something. I hope so. And it's, it's... Do they have any songs together? Uh, the only one that really comes to mind is In the Morning. You know that song? I'm going to hit it in, in the morning. morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I know that song. And yeah. then Drake like weirdly starts rapping about like his aunt that he's also kind of attracted to. Yeah, that song's to. not all that great. But yeah, it's an old... It's like, yeah. it's, it's yeah. like mid. Very mid. It's very mid. But anyway, the the Drizzy subreddit is just exploding. Hell yeah. With Drake, like, is it a J. Cool and Drake song? Then then there's like every single time Drake posts anything on Instagram, they're like, oh, four two. Like Drake posted a picture in a mirror, and like on the mirror, they like they're like that's a four and that's a two. He posted a picture of like this. Yeah, shirt the Drizzy subreddit also was like sparkles, and they're like, there's forty two diamond sparkles. But the chain from her loss had 42 diamonds in it. So, you know, it's just stupid yeah. shit like that. They also were blown up when he was posting literal hentai pictures on his Instagram story. Like, I, I take what the Drizzy said. Uh, Drake Weeb confirmed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But uh, anyway, speculation. Literally the biggest tittied hentai women I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like, yeah, here you go. The speculations go from uh, a J. Cole and Drake song. They go from, are we getting Scary Hours 3? They go to What a Time to Be Alive 2. Everything. The only thing that, that holds big. value to me uh-huh. is tonight uh-huh. is the 100th episode of OVO Sound Radio. It uh, releases at 1 a.m. Eastern time, so you just remember this for next week. Or but we come back later in post, and you're about to hear some crazy stuff happening right after this. This might not be as exciting as Devin had alluded to, um, but I was just editing the pod and realized we never went back and talked about OVO Sound 100. So, there was a lot that happened, and the biggest thing and what you want to hear is there was a new Drake song that dropped. The song is called Mommy, and it features a sample of Kim K talking to her mom about when she was planning on divorcing Kanye West. Definitely give it a listen. It's not on streaming right now. I'm betting it's going to probably drop maybe Tuesday. But give it a listen, and Devin and I will definitely be reviewing it next week on The Reup. Thanks, guys. Next up, uh, this is just a really uh, a short thing that I would like to... I'm, I'm going to apologize for. Never apologize. Well, I love you exactly the way you are. All right. Before... Uh, XXX Tentation passed away. I was very much so against him. Are and we I sold am... on that pronunciation. Tentacion? <laughs> yeah, okay. Triple X Tentacion. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it was very much against his music. <laughs> right. Um, 
Because of who he was as the person. I still am against who he was as the person. I mean, yeah, he was a shithead. And I don't agree with any of that stuff. Absolutely. But his music's kind of good. I can separate the art from the artist. I still listen to Kanye to this day. I love Kanye music. Yes. And I will never... Everything no matter pre-Donda. How, yeah, every, every, literally everything. No matter how much that I'm a big Drake fan, nothing will ever be better than my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. It is the... Ugh, it's magna really opus of all rap albums that I've ever heard in my entire life. Dude, what was that song that I asked you about? I was like, have you ever heard this Kanye song? And you're like, yeah, it's from my twist. And I was like, dude, this song is from that album? This was way ahead of its time. I don't remember exactly what song I remember was. that happening. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, that album is phenomenal. It's, it's just I, incredible. I, there's this, uh, there's this company that makes like cool, like off cover art posters for like albums, shows, movies like you know what i mean like they make posters for but it's not like what you usually see and it's yeah. like kind of their own thing and they're called uh sand grain studio look them up shameless right. plug don't care <laughs> anyway they send us something they always used to i would always see this one for my beautiful dark twisted fantasy because on that album the song runaway is on that album naturally and it has the ballerina in the music video and the there's two different cover arts for that album the one cover art is the ballerina like you know with her like inner tutu and stuff the other cover art is a pixelated uh, porn black man, fucking white shirt. woman. Yeah. yeah, and that's what's Excuse funny. Me. Having coitus with a woman. Thank you. Yeah, with a female. A, cons- yeah. a consenting. Uh, assuming. Female. Fair, but anyway, um, this Sangrain Studios they did one with this ballerina. It's beautiful. Right. And I was like, I am going to own this someday because it's. I love this how they did this, and I got on their site. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I deserve it. And it was not on their site. So I messaged them on Facebook yeah, and I was yeah. like, Hey, I love this. Do you have any leftover? Like I figured it's a, it's a, that's a document. Just print it off. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I mean, just and they're like, they're like, Oh, we'll see what we have in the back. If we can find you. Right, and then they're right. like, we're like, Oh, we found some, if you want one. Like, okay, cool. And then I ordered this like a month or two ago. And then like last week I was on Facebook seeing ads and there was a Sangreen studio ad for that exact thing. And I was like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I told you what the people want. <laughs> oh, do you have it? Yeah, it's it's. I have it still in its like, case that came in because I didn't get a frame for it or anything yet. But It's here? Yeah, it's here, but it's all rolled up. I haven't yeah, even, I haven't even opened it yet. I'm, I'm just glad that you... I, I, I was expecting this story to end with, and I still haven't got it. <laughs> no, I'm but, glad that you have it. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. That's awesome. You know, I think a lot of people... Yes, Kanye's gone way off the deep end. You know what I mean? He is the... Well... Do we want to talk about his recent development? What's his recent development? About watching 21 Jump Street? <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, I- I'll take it, I'll take it. Um, so Kanye, previously, was the biggest anti-Semite Nazi sympathizer yeah. that I did not... I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't see it coming. Definitely saw it coming. But I didn't want to believe it. And then he just came out and said... Well, something coming. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, I think that's a better way of putting it. And... I was like, mm, yeah, that's kind of, yeah, Kanye's officially, and then after all this, like, Nazi sympathizing anti-Semite stuff, saying, I love Hitler. Yeah, yeah, literally being like, you know, Hitler maybe wasn't wrong. He was like, you know what? I just watched 21 Jump Street, and Jonah Hill, he's Jewish, and he did so well in that movie that I don't think I'm against Jewish people anymore. And I'm like, unbelievable. If that's what brings you around, man, good, Dude, good for you. I cannot wait until Christmas, because Kanye is going to watch Eight Crazy Nights and lose his mind. True, dude. True. <laughs> Holy heck. 
man. All right, to live a day in Kanye's life, you know what I mean? All right, next thing, since we haven't done this in so long, I want to talk about some, like, I, I always keep my, I still keep my, my fingertips, my tabs. Right, of course. My little, my little finger beans on the, on the up-and-coming music and the music that I want people to talk about, but I had no platform. Until. Until, until now. Exactly. The re-up, re-up. There it is. And uh, some artists that I, I, I would like to sprinkle in there, because I've had so many people tell me, oh my god, I love Bryce Vine. And I'm like, You're you welcome. know what? I'm actually going to hop in here. I will say, Ian has many times over been like, oh, dude, people were like, talk about my podcast, or our podcast, I should say. Talk about our podcast, because it's from your perspective, and you're weirdly possessive. Mm. I'm just kidding. Mm. Anyways, he's like, oh, dude, people were talking about our podcast and being like, oh, Ian, what is it? And, I, and like every time that like somebody would, or that you would bring it up and be like, oh, dude, Devin. Everybody wants to know like my music opinions because of my podcast. I was I'd be like, oh yeah, dude, that's cool. But like secretly, I'd be like, he's judging this up a little bit. There's a little bit sprinkled in until you and I went out to the bar. What was it? Two weeks ago? Yeah. And uh, one of our buddies that we know in real life was there, and he and he was like, oh man, you always play the best music, especially on that podcast. And I was like, no shit, it's real. No way, it's real. People actually are like looking for you for like what's the big thing so like you obviously hey hey this, this is my niche i'm no hey, i'm no twitch dot tv whatever dev right. the mage i'm right. no i'm no up and coming youtube sensation we're gonna get to devin's youtube video and whoa, 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 but that's yeah, neither yeah. here nor there for now anyway current artists to watch jid jid i don't know how to what it is but i want to put respect on it so i'm saying both I'm telling you. I'm pretty sure it's J.I.D. because I think he says it like that in the song. All right. Well, any J.I.D. song that I hear then, I, I just let them come to me. I'm like, you know what? I, I like to play an album. I, what I do at work is I listen, I find an album that I haven't listened to either ever or in a long time. I listen to it front to back. It's my favorite thing to do. Hell yeah. I love how music flows perfectly together. And then this I love fucking music. And then I let them just recommend because that's what Spotify does. And every time a J.I.D. features on a song, it's always phenomenal. I will say, I will say this. I know you have more artists. I can look at the Google Docs in front of me and I see you have more artists, but I will say, I think J.I.D. is genuinely the next big thing. Yeah, I've listened to a lot of his songs lately, and if he is not the next J. Cool, I will actually eat my hat. And he's signed to Dreamville. And that's what I'm saying. Like, he's already signed. He is making banger music. He is the artist to look out for, and I stand by that. But I see you have other names on here. agree. Next up is Denzel Curry. Denzel Curry's been around for a while, and I've known the name. I'm blanking on the one song that I would say. It's like Unforgettable or... Correct. Wait, I know what song you're talking about. The song's called Ultimate, is what wait, it is. Wait, that's not... Wait, can we actually... He's like, I am the one, the prince, the son. I am the son, the master, son. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, real quick, real fun fact about that song, Ultimate by Denzel Curry. That is a... Um, so when you win a round in Counter-Strike... It, like, picks an MVP. Yeah. And the MVP can have, like, a music track that goes along with, oh, this guy was the MVP around, and it'll play that music track. Ultimate by Denzel Curry is one of the choices that you can have. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is... There you go. There it is. That's actually crazy. Yeah. So there you go. Denzel Curry. It's the man. Yeah, that's a really good song, um, The next two kind of go hand-in-hand. Hand. Jack Harlow, Louis Vert. Jack Harlow, I feel... I, I feel that Jack Harlow is an industry plant. What do you mean? Like, they were like this guy, and then some record label are, are just like, like pretending he gets some views. At least when he started out, 
So you think that they like like he's good? I think You're he, saying he's good. I, I do think he's good. But you think but that I think he, he was... had some help? I think I he agree. signed his life away like mean. Taylor Swift. Fair enough. And uh, never forget Taylor Swift was a country music star and is an awful singer. I I wish I still had it, but I used to have this video that I'll pull for people where she's singing live, and she is so bad. Like I, I don't know how to say it besides and it like doesn't understand keys, doesn't understand how to stay in tune. And a singer and a dancer comes out and literally switches her mic mid-concert, and all of a sudden she's like an incredible singer. That was when she was a country star. Now she's one of the biggest pop stars in the world. Um, uh, I just reheard this line the other day, and I'm really happy that you brought up country music. Because, um, do you know Bob Newhart? Not at all. He's um he's in his nineties now. He's like ninety five, ninety three. Okay. And he's like a very long time comedian. He's been doing stand up for sixty plus years. Okay. He used to have the Bob Newhart show. One of my favorite his um, name seems to me, but anyways. One of my favorite um lines from one of his stand ups is uh I don't like country music, but I don't mean to denigrate those who do. And for those people who like country music, denigrate means put down. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, That's why you will never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever, 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 Ian, I'm not kidding, never hear a country song in our Bob's Around playlist. Rap? Definitely. Rock? Almost assuredly. Trap? Sure. Electronic? Yeah. Dubstep? Okay. Pop punk? Yeah, you're going to hear some pop punk, too. Country music? Never. You will never hear a country song in Bob's Around. Because country is the worst genre. It does not bop. And it's never close. It's the worst genre by music, and it's not close. I would literally listen to bluegrass. Actual bluegrass before I listen to any modern country song. Anyway. So, yes, that was a big Industry change. plant. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Let's bring it the back. reason that I say this is because his most recent album, um, it's something along the lines of, like, Come Home, The Kids Miss You or something is the name of it. Okay. And it's, like, him sitting on a chair with a microphone, like, down. He's just, like, looking at it. I personally thought the album was okay. I like, uh, you, you've shown me a few songs from yeah, the album, I, and, and I it do, is genuinely okay. I do like three to maybe five songs off of that album. Yeah, the they're, bit, they're yeah. all decent. It was Grammy-nominated for Best Rap Album of the Year. The Decent Album by Jack Harlow was Grammy-nominated? Yeah, and I think that it's the first time. I think that I think that they let him get enough renown. Yeah. That then they were like, go ahead. And it just wasn't there. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. You played some stuff from Jack Harlow for me. And the entire time, like, no no offense to you, you obviously have great taste in music, or rather, we both have great taste in music. And I was like, this is okay. But then you played that, what's that, like, what's that uh, song about the guy that's sitting in, like, the Ford Fusion or something? Oh, dude. Subaru Crosstrek. That's a Subaru Crosstrek. By, uh, oh, no, what's his name? Oh, man. You got this. You got this. I don't want to look it up. I know you don't. Hobo Johnson. Hobo. Subaru Crosstrek by Hobo Johnson. Honestly, like, take Jack Harlow off the artist to watch list. Put Hobo Johnson on there. Dude, he's an artist to watch. Dude, he does a, uh, one of the biggest things, like, one of the most famous Mac Miller, like, performances before he passed away was his performance on NPR's Tiny Desk. I remember that. And uh, uh, Hobo Johnson has one. Hmm. And it is, and this is the reason that, like, when we listen to Subaru Crosstrek in my car, in my Subaru WRX, and... <laughs> we had the bass just bumping. True. Like I was so surprised because on 
on the, on the tiny desk like concert series or whatever it's always like more like uh like back intimate, yes you know? intimate is a great word and actually it, and it's very like almost like feels like slam poetry the way that yes, he sings and i, I think that is just how a lot of his music is I mean, in that's general really what rap is essentially yeah but i'm yeah, gonna make you yeah, watch yeah, this yeah, after yeah, this yeah. and okay, you see what okay, i mean okay, okay. but so just like i was like oh you want to listen to the song and i was kind of like mocking it almost even like i liked it i thought it was a cool song but i did not know that it went that, that it hard. Hit that hard. Yes. Uh, yeah. Certified Bob Subaru Crosstrack. Hobo Johnson. I don't think it's on our list today, but it's not. Look it but, up. Look it up for sure. Anyway, a good song. this industry plant talk and talk about the bad album aside, I right. do think that Jack Harlow has a lot of potential because, especially with his older. I think album, any white man in the rap genre that has any amount of renown has potential. Don't get me started on Macklemore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, it's kind of gross. How better white men fare in rap than black men? Drake, but he's half. I'm M- pretty sure. You mean like Eminem? Yeah, like Eminem, like Macklemore. <sighs> Anyways, so the Jay- last one is Lil Uzi Vert. That's an interesting choice. I'm gonna say that's an interesting choice because I would say Lil Uzi Vert is close to a household name. I think it is. However, I as much as I like music and give. I feel good recommendations. I also have an issue with music where I'll find somebody, I'll listen to their music, and I'm like, oh my god, this is this is it. It's amazing. I cannot wait. And then right. the next time they drop an album, worst thing I've ever heard. I've yeah, been there. Been and there. Lil Uzi Vert dropped whatever. I don't even know the name of the album, but I was just like, why? I don't like a single song off of it. I heard the first single from it, Footsal Shuffle 2020. Amazing song came out during COVID. Loved oh, that yeah, song. I remember that song. Super dance song. I'm yeah, almost, I listened good. to it like five times on repeat the day it came out. It's pretty good, but the album wasn't good in my opinion. However, I I I started listening to him again. Oh, okay, I'm gonna be completely honest. I saw a post. I don't know if it was Facebook, or Twitter, what it was, and it said that somebody's opinion was that Jack Harlow, Lil Uzi Vert, right. I saw a post that said that they are the next big thing. They said that they are the J Cole and Drake. Of the new wave, and I thought that's a big statement, really, because I thought Jack Harlow's album wasn't that good, and I thought Lil Uzi Vert's album wasn't that good either. And then I've so you think Jack Harlow is saying Jack, think Harlow, Jack Harlow is good enough that he's going to be the next Philly guy? Not only that, no, Lil Uzi is the next Philly guy. So to to surmise, putting it, I'm just going to speak it into existence that that was correct. Yes, and you're going to see more and more and more and more because I've been getting when I was saying about listening to albums and getting recommendations, I keep getting Lil Uzi Vert. After listening to that album, I was skipping them because mm-hmm. I was like, no, I don't right. like what you're making now. Right. I've started not skipping them. And now you're and like, like, okay. Dude, he has a song called Low Main. Banger. So to surmise, yeah. you're saying that the artists to look out for in these coming year, two years. Yeah. J.I.D. Yes. Jack Harlow. Yeah. Louis Vert. And Denzel Curry. And Denzel Curry. I forgot about that one. I truly think the biggest one is J.I.D., personally. I, I also agree with this. Personally, I do. Denzel Curry, I don't know if he's going to make it super big. Like, I think J.I.D. Like is going to be a household name. Like Drake size, but I think that if you like music that I have recommended before, you will enjoy Denzel Curry. I just want to push To continue on that line of thought, I think that if J.I.D. continues his trajectory that he's at right now, I think he will be like the next J. Cool. People will speak of him like they do J. Cole. I agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. Like, honestly? Oh, Ian, you have no idea. Okay, 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 continue. Continue. Last thing before we listen to some music. Hell yeah. 
Shrem for life. Is that who I think it is? That's exactly who you think it is. Shrem for life. Ear drummers. Yep. Back. Ray Shremmer. They, they, they said Shrem 3 was their last album. Then they were going solo. Okay. And uh, I remember we used to party hard. We used to some Ray Shremmer. Shrem Life 1, Shrem Life 2. Eh. Yeah. Good. Shrem Life 3? No. No, 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 no. Really? It was that. Ah, ah. okay. And that is another example. <laughs> Ian got so intense right there. He got in my face for a second. Shrem Life 2, I was like, you know, it's not as good as 1, but we're there, Ben. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're feeling Sway it. Lee? Mm. Hey. I yeah, cannot I mean, wait. In the dust. And that, dude, everyone knows Sway And then, Lee. Shrem 3 came out, and I was like, dude, come on. Bad. Just, I, I can't, I, if I heard one, maybe. But, right. Oh, okay. Cannot name you a song off Shrem 3. Yeah, I don't think I could either. I'm holding out hope for Shrem for life. Shrem 4 life. So that's the, that's the gimmick, huh? Yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure him and him. and him, Yeah, Sway, Sway Lee and, and the other Slim one. Jimmy. That's what it is! Slim are, Jimmy! Uh, are good friends. And I also wholeheartedly believe that Sway Lee carried Slim Jimmy's entire 100%. But, uh, case in point, got me left in the dust. And that's it. Yeah, dude, Sunflower, huge hit. Name one thing Slim Jimmy's done. Friend for life. There it is! <laughs> Yo, no hate, no hate to Slim Jimmy, but let's be honest here. Alright, Dev, you want to listen to some music? You know I do. Alright, first song we're going to listen to is off of the new Tyler Deluxe Edition. The Estate Sale. Yeah. I remember. It's called Stuntman. Stuntman, 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 that boy up to something. That's Jumpman. I know, but. It's Tyler the Creator and Vince Staples. Let me get it, let me get it loaded up. And Vince Staples, another person that Ian has talked heavily in favor for in yes. the past podcast episodes, and now a feature for Tyler the Creator. It's almost as if we know what we're talking about. Anyways, let's listen to the song. Um, obviously, I think "Call Me If You Get Lost" is a great album. Yeah. Uh, Corso is incredible from that album. Juggernaut is incredible from that album. Um, you know who's in Juggernaut? Huh? You know who's in Juggernaut? Um. Uh, Pharrell Williams. And? I don't know. D Denzel Curry? Lil Uzi Vert. Really? <laughs> Is it really Lil Uzi Vert? Yeah. So, Juggernaut's an incredible song from that album. Um, I haven't heard the estate sale yet. I think that song's good. What I will say is that this song has, and I don't know how to put it, so I'm going to coin a term really quick. Let's hear it. It has car stereo appeal. And I think that makes a lot of sense when I say it out loud. I have, genuinely. I have to listen to albums three different ways. Let me hear. I have to listen to them like this, just you know, on openly. a laptop or like a Bluetooth thing. Yep. Um, I have to listen to them in my ears. Fair. And I have to listen to them in my car. I think that I think that song has a lot of car stereo appeal. I don't think it's a bad song by any it's stretch bass. of the imagination. Yes. Or it needs more drinks. Oh, true. More bass, less lights. That's a good party song. I think I think if you show up to a frat, I don't know how old you are, a person listening, but if you show up to a frat and this song's playing, you're going to be in a party mood. And um, so that's the question. Bop or not? Easily bop. It's so hard for me to say not to Tyler, like genuinely. I've been a fan of his since like 2010. You know what I mean? Like I've been a fan for Tyler for a really long time, and I'm glad to see that he's like very mainstream now. I agree. I and agree. that hasn't, like, affected 
his music like yeah it's different sounding than what it used to be but it the you know he still makes really good music cash in cash out cash in cash out cash in cash out cash in cash out cash out cash out cash out cash out cash in cash out cash in i wish we would have had the podcast when that song came out that song is so good anyways yeah definitely a bop um what was the name of that song uh that was stuntman 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 by time the creator easily a bop easily a bop so first song was a bop ian yes can we go two for two what do we have up next next up this song is a little older but it's a song like i said that was recommended to me by spotify thank you spotify came from 2021 so people may already know this song they probably, if I heard it, it's probably a song that people think is a bop. But it's a song that I think needs to be heard that I don't think you've ever heard. Me personally? Maybe not. And it's uh, Shockwave by Marshmallow. I've definitely never heard that song. Let's see but Marshmallow? First I mean, Marshmallow song that we've ever listened to on the podcast. But that's true. That's true. Here we go. I'm excited. All right, so... To be to be fair, we only listened to the first maybe what is it minute minute of the yeah, song the first half almost first half of the song, uh, the drop came in. I am gonna say this: I am a sucker for house music, yeah, electronic music, dubstep music. It is my favorite genre of music. I love dancing so much, and that song I didn't need to hear the rest of it. That is that is a bop. That is a bop one hundred percent. You know something interesting about that song? Let's hear. It. I tried to look this up. Because I like this song so much, I thought that voice sounds so familiar. Okay, whose voice is that? What? And, and, it, and it, there's no, there's no features mentioned. I tried to look up what did they sample. I can't find anything, and I truly think that that is just Marshmallow, like altering his voice. I would, yeah, and that's I pretty mean, cool to me. You don't hear Skrillex would do that or anything. You know, I don't know, think or so. Dead Mouse, like you know, this has not a lot to do with Bob's or not, but it's one of my favorite things. You remember Fortnite? Not the game. I do remember. Fortnite. Yes, that's not the whole thing. Do you remember that Marshmallow did a concert for Fortnite? I remember the Travis Scott concert. Right. Yeah. And then Marshmallow did one. Right? Yes. Yeah. Marshmallow had the concert first. Oh. Yeah. And it was like a cool little. Oh, they set up a stage, and here's Marshmallow playing some songs, and you could go there and dance, and that was like a cool thing. And then Travis Scott came along. It was like, what if I just blew up with the map? Blew up the entire map. Would, would that would that do something? Astro World number one in the Fortnite concert is what I genuinely believe concerts could be. It was such an incredible experience. Blow up the world, just like how it was so different. You know what I mean? Like it was a concert, but you would never be able to experience that in real life. You know what I mean? Obviously, because he blew up the fucking world. Or excuse me. Obviously, because he blew up the freaking world. But it was so good that everyone forgot the marshmallow at a Fortnite event before Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that that, I mean, we went to Astro World. Yeah, shameless plug. Ian and I went and saw Astro World live, and it was incredible. <laughs> it was the best concert I've ever been to. <laughs> But that we you know, the, I saw uh, that the. Do you know the kid Leroy? Do you know that name at all? No. He's like up and coming. Okay. But he just did a show at the same venue that we saw Astro World at. Mm -hmm. He just did it two days ago, three days ago, something like that. 
And it's just really interesting how when we saw Astroworld, you know, you walk, when we got those, we lucked into those tickets down to the pit. You know, we walk through like the, the head of Travis Scott from Astroworld. By the way, that's an incredible story, how we went from the nosebleeds to the pit. And I think that's a story we're sharing someday. Yes. And it's all thanks to Ian peeing a lot when he That's drinks. true. I, yes. That is, that is a story worth sharing someday. <laughs> but anyway... Next time Travis Scott drops an album, we'll talk. Yes, about it. absolutely. But uh, um, anyway, we walk through the head of it, you know, and we're there. And then there's the there's two different stages. He rides a roller coaster, yeah, crazy. with fans on it, yeah, to the next stage. Picks a fan randomly to ride the roller and it's just coaster. phenomenal what he did inside just that. Let alone Astro World, like when it's actually in Texas and it's actually like an amusement park. True. But I saw the kid Leroy. I saw videos and pictures from the concert of the kid Leroy at the same venue and it's like just a normal concert it's people and and the seats around it and the nosebleeds and then just general admission pit there's a stage but they have it really blocked off i could have touched travis scott if i wanted to like i could i could have high-fived him at one point we were so close to travis scott that i thought if i reached out hard enough i could have touched his sweatpants not that i would be that weirdo that was like oh my god i touched travis scott but i was like man i really could right now however if Devin had done that you would hear him say that's true i won't deny it. i won't deny it <laughs> if i had touched travis scott you'd still hear me talking about <laughs> it really uh, but it was great that song by marshmallow was great that was a good choice easily added to the bops again you could play almost any electronic song and i would be in for it all right we're gonna go. We're trying to go three for three. All right. This is an old Jack Harlow song. This is like the. F I think it's the first album. This is the song that uh, "What's Poppin'" okay. was on. But this is a song again recommended to me. I'm listening to albums, and I want to listen to it because I know you haven't heard the song, and I hadn't heard the song, and it's got to be at least three to five years old. Would you be upset if we listened to the song and I said not? I would not be upset, but okay. I know. Well, I think okay. that you won't. All right, all right. Because I think that, especially if you can tap into into little booze and little dancing, Devin, you're going to be like, I want to hear the song every time. Easily. Okay, right. I'm in. Here is I Want to See Some Ass by Jack okay. Harlow. <laughs> okay. Honest thoughts. Honest thoughts. I think that song is generic. Oh, Industry Plant Jack Harlow. This is this is textbook the album that Industry Plant Jack Harlow that I'm talking about. I see what you're talking about now. It 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 it, it has a good hook, and it just repeats it, and, and it has a good beat, and they know that, and it's a bump. Yeah, it's it is easily probably the most generic like white boy makes a rap song song. And it's good. Listen, I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's not that. I'm just saying that. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like I don't know what to say. It, that's a. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. Dev Ian and I showed up. Dev wants to see some ass. That's what I'm saying. Like Ian and I are together. We're recording this physically. We're drinking a little bit. And I'm gonna be honest. If I was at a bar and that song was playing, I'd be dancing in the spot. Like I'd be shaking my little white ass. Like all of fucking. Yeah. Or excuse me, you get it. Dev's shaking his little white ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, dude, three for three. I'm glad. I'm glad that we won three for three. I know. On our first, well, not really first bops or not, but 
You know, first physical. First physical buffs are not in years. And we went three for three. But the question is, Ian, mm. three for three, mm-hmm. could we possibly go four for four? That's wild, unheard right? Of, unheard of. If only somebody had, like, a surprise. A surprise? Maybe, like, a song that you didn't have on the Bob Sinatra playlist, but they really wanted people to hear. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, it's me. I'm that guy. I have a fourth song. Surprise! Fourth song for you. And believe it or not, it's from J.I.D. J.I.D.? J.I.D. The, the man of the hour. The man that I wholeheartedly believe is the next big thing. And I have picked a song that I don't know if it has, like, wide appeal, as in radio play. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. But I think it proves... It's worth it for the people to hear. I think it proves that J.I.D. is the next big thing. Not only does J.I.D. have an incredible hook, Mm -hmm. 21 Savage is on it as a feature. 21, 21. And he actually raps. It's not mumble either. Like he genuinely raps. You know, for the record, I apologized on Triple X Tentacion earlier, and I'd like to also apologize on Twenty One Savage because I've been um, sleeping. No, um, a hater. No, well, yeah, well, all of these things, yes. Okay, but I've been enlightened. There it is. To uh, realize that, buddy's actually got some stuff going on. Yeah, like he he has went from generic mumble rapper number three to actually having good flows i did not like it's a knife album it's a knife yeah all right what's the song it is called surround sound fucking love this i freaking love that song i know it's a good song this is fan service to hear this song if you haven't heard this song if you haven't please look up surround sound by gid and then come and tell me to my face that gid is not the next big thing the best thing about this song, and if you're listening to it thinking, you know what? Maybe no. You listen to the end of the song, because that's when it happens. That's that's when it hits you. That's when it hits you. know what? We actually don't even need to listen to the beginning of the song. You can just skip to the... You know what? Never mind. Forget it. So I'm not going to lie to you. You, the one listening currently to this podcast... Ian knew that that song was coming. I had Snapchatted him about a week prior to this, and I said, listen, man, you know how I do that little surprise segment? Well, I think I know a song I want to put on there. It's a song by J.I.D. called Surround Sound. He's like, dude, I love that song. I think J.I.D.'s the next big thing. And I said, yeah, I think so, too. But that's not really a surprise, is it? What's not a surprise? The fact that 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 I picked a song that you knew was coming. Mm. Ian knew. That song was coming. What he didn't know oh. was that I have another oh. song oh. lined up. What the heck? It's a song. I don't know if you're allowed to do that. I can do whatever I want. Whoa, I don't want within, no problems, buddy. Within the parameters that you also accept it because it is a joint thing. So this song is a song by an artist that I love very dearly called Moe Shop. And he samples hentai. Okay. In all of his songs. If you don't know hentai? what hentai is, yeah, hentai. It is a song, or excuse me, it is a genre. It's porn. It's porn. And this song samples said porn, and it 
slaps. And I want to see hey man. if uh, Ian accepts. I've truthfully never heard this song or anything about this. So I know. And that's why this will is you the be truth. If I don't like it? No, not at all. all right. But I think you will. Okay. And here we go. This is the actual surprise song of the day. You Look So Good by Moe Shop. So, Ian, what do you think of the hentai song, You Look So Good? I actually thought it was pretty good. I think that's a song that I would love to um, not have to sit at the desk and just be semi-serious about. I'd like to be drunk playing some beer pong. That's that that is a beer pong song. Listen, I feel that. That's like a, I want to be I want to be at the roller rink, just like <laughs> snap my snapping along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that, 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 that's pretty good, man. You said that that's a that's a that's a car appeal song, and I, I disagree. Not that it wouldn't sound good in the car, right, right, right. But just that the 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 environment that I want to be in is not in the car where I'm driving half into. You want to be like you want to be like free, like standing, like kind of bopping along in no, place. Just uh huh. Someone's telling you a story you don't care about. I'm sorry, look. Yeah, man, I liked it. I, that that was a that was a good surprise. I was worried it would be a bad surprise. I, I'm not gonna lie. I, hey, listen. I don't like being tricked. I took my chance. I took my chance. Ian, bop or not, hmm. you look so good. Hmm. Hmm. Is that an official edition, or do we think that doesn't have broad appeal? Well, you know me, man. I base my bops on not on not really caring on broad appeal. There it is. We used to base it on, you know, uh, radio ability, replayability, stuff like that. Now I base it off of, do, do I, I like the song? Do I want to go snapping along? And I do. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's a bob. Hell yeah. Four for four. That is that is five for five, actually. Five for five. Because I genuinely Shit. did come in with a, You're right. with a surprise yeah, song. So we are five for five. Unheard of. And... I do want to apologize, number one. I know this episode's a little long, but Ian and I are a little drunk at this point. Hey, and that's not even the point. Yeah, that's true. The point is, is that not the point? That is not the point. Oh, okay. The point is okay. that we have been on hiatus for, let's be honest, four years. A long time. Maybe we would drop a little tidbit. We we had like a little fun, a little like a little example. fun episode. I know my man Kevin out there was real excited for our first episode. But this is the real. This is the real re-up, reloaded. Real up. Re-at, re Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram at re-up-pod. I know we have to put one in there, but I didn't see a better place. And I'm not going to miss that opportunity. I'm, I'm going to say it at least 12 more times. You're going to say what at least 12 more times? Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at re-up-pod Perfect. at least 11 more times. There it is. All right. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong, unless there's like 17 more secret songs. No, that's the last, that's the only secret I was keeping from you. That we're done. All right. Wait. That is the music section of today's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are going to be moving into the video game section. That is my section. And Ian, I have a few things for you. First and foremost, probably, I wouldn't say the biggest piece this week. Is it the saddest? Not really. Okay. It's just a piece that I think worth noting. E3. Yeah. E3, a long-time staple yeah. of video game news. What is coming up next? 
has been canceled. And you don't think it's the saddest news? I could day? honestly care less. That's really interesting because um if you if you're a long-time listener, that's true. E3 was what uh drove the the Reup podcast for the longest time talking about what are we going to see at E3? This the this person, this developer, this game is going to be at E3. I can't wait to see. Oh my god, E3 just happened. This happened. So why are we uh not that is a fair question and i will counter with even in those episodes let's go let's take let's take a different one Mm -hmm. because i know this happened for sure um for those privy in the video game world there's a show that happens once a year called the video game awards sure uh it is hosted by joff knightley and i what are our thoughts on joff knightley i don't want to get into it okay I will yes. say this. Is he a bop or not? Not. Okay, continue. That's all I need to know. Yes. That's just everything I need to know. Yeah. Even when the video game awards were happening, I made a point to say the video game awards are essentially one long commercial. Mm-hmm. The awards are an afterthought. It is purely there to hype up yeah. the next year of video games. Which is fine. That's okay. But then you're not really a video game awards, are you? You're just a very long commercial. I feel you. Continue. And not doing nothing. I I think that the video game awards themselves were unnecessary. And E3 even more so. But it did lead to a lot of like really good like, oh, this game's coming out. This game's coming out. This game's coming out. That's cool. But do we really need E3 for that? You well, know what I mean? I think that my opinion of it is, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I I feel like PlayStation has had something for a few years. Yeah, they have. I think one of the biggest things... Nintendo has also had their own thing. Yeah, they always do Nintendo Directs That's what in it general. Is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, then the, 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 I guess, if... If PlayStation has been doing it longer and Nintendo has been doing it for forever, then the the third biggest thing was when um, after Microsoft, Xbox, whatever took over Bethesda, yeah, and they started doing Bethesda showcase, Xbox right. Bethesda showcases. I think that that was also like the the third, like almost the straw that broke the camel's back. Because after that, I feel like when they pulled out, everybody started pulling out. Correct me if I'm wrong. Let's let's. Let's call it exactly how we seize it. One of the biggest, quote-unquote, biggest showcases in E3 was Devolver Digital. Name me one song that Devolver Digital has done. That is is a song? That is a company that that makes video games, and that is one of the biggest... You said name me the biggest song. Or, did I? Okay, I apologize. Name me the biggest game. Name me any game. Any game that Devolver Digital has done. I don't know that name. Exactly. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That was one of the biggest showcases in E3. Ah. I, got I don't think it's really necessary. I don't think E3 is... At the end of the day, E3 is a waste of time and a waste of money. And you making a big announcement about your game could easily be a Twitter post. You know what? Let's be anti-Twitter. Mm-hmm. It could easily be a Reddit post. As much as I hate Reddit, I think it's better than Twitter. It could easily be a Reddit post. Man, I can't wait until r slash re That's true. Make it. Make it now. 
Or we can. Anyways, anyways. So E3 officially has been canceled this year, and that spells doom for all future E3 and all future video game cases, okay. I so guess. You said about that company that I'm not familiar with. Devolver Digital. So does that hurt uh, smaller developers? It's, no, because smaller developers were never really invited to E3 in the first place. What I was getting at was, since I didn't know Devolver, I didn't know if they were smaller. Is what oh, I, I, see I see what you mean. I see what you mean. Ask. I think that, yes, E3 was cool because we got to see what was coming up next, but I don't want the hype to be around whoever pays the biggest market price. You know what I mean? Sure. I want the games that I'm excited about to be games that I'm excited about, not because somebody spent, I don't know, $500,000 for a 30-second time window in an e3 you know what i mean i get what you're saying but i also you know on the flip side of it i guess instead of having to tune in to oh playstation is doing this bethesda is doing this ubisoft is doing this right it was nice to have a central place that i could expect to hear big news from once a year i can i'd i would i would personally rather everybody gather together and uh-huh. then just freaking go off i want to hear nothing and then i want to hear god of war i want to hear a new call of duty a new halo a new assassin's creed i want to hear a new something i never heard of a new i don't know world of warcraft update, sure. a new yeah. a new a new path of exile expansion i want to hear do uh-huh. you know how yeah, yeah, yeah. like if, if if it's like oh we're gonna do this in january this other one's gonna do it in march this one's gonna do it in september or we're just dry. It's a dry spell. And then June hits, and I'm just blown away. Yeah, it keeps it going all year long. It keeps uh, the excitement going, but there's something about not knowing. Let me bring your point up, and let me counter with this. If only there was a place that people could go to yeah. for all of their video game news, and not only were they receiving all of their video game news, mm-hmm. but they were also getting their music news and, Lord help me, their movie and TV show news. Where would they go? I don't know, Dev. I'm too busy. I don't want to go anywhere. I want to. I want. I want it to just be in my ear holes on my ride in to work. My nine to five. Let me direct you. Yeah. If you go to Twitter or Instagram and go to at reuppod. Ten more times. You'll find it. We don't need E3. E3 is a waste, and I say it again, a waste of time and money. Dare I say it? You don't need E3. You need (laughs) E-Wee. Okay, buddy. (laughs) So that's the news. E3's canceled. And there's no E3 this year. I honestly couldn't care less. I hope all of it dies. Um, as it's not very secretive around here. I'm very anti-establishment. What are the three E's in E3? Oh, uh, uh, Electronics Entertainment Expo. We're almost that. Yeah. Except we have even more. And you know what? I'll go a step further. I will tell you about the big games coming this year. On another episode. There's really not that much in this episode. I'm going to move on from E3 to probably the biggest release mm. of this year. Ian, what number can Valve not count to? 
Uh, I I know there's one. Right. Two. Right. Portal one, Portal two, Half Life one, Half Life two. Let's say Team Fortress one, Team Fortress two. Yeah, yeah. What's the number that they can't count to? There's a there's a lot going on here, but there's a number missing. I don't know. There used to be that Expo E. Uh... Oh, what was it? It was Electronic Entertainment's something, and then there was a number after. Yeah. It was like E. Let's go with three. I think we'll call it that for the t- yeah. I know, weird, right? What the heck? Yeah, three. But here's the thing: not every game has had a two, <laughs> let alone waiting for a three. One of these games is Counter Strike. Counter Strike technically was Counter Strike Source, which turned into Counter Strike Global Offensive. Technically, Counter Strike Two, but it was more so just a realization. Mm-hmm. So we need a Counter Strike Two, do we? Well, Valve seems to think so, because last week Counter Strike Two Beta Access went out, and if you weren't a big streamer, big YouTuber, big name in the in the community, you didn't get access. But it's real. Counter-Strike 2 is real, and Ian, I could not be happier. I have played Counter-Strike for 5,000 hours what did, what across year, three accounts. What year did CSGO come out? Oh, Lord. 2008? Jesus. Maybe? Okay, Google. When did Counter-Strike Global Offensive launch? Global Offensive's initial release date is August 21st, 2012. 2012. So, four years after what I initially said. But 11 years ago. I'm still 11 years ago. We've waited 11 years for an update to this game. And I'm going to be honest, Valve delivered. It looks good. It looks really good. And uh, I hate to really be that guy, but I've released a video on my YouTube called The Greatest Game of Counter-Strike Ever. Hey, pause. Okay. I was going to plug it right now anyway. Thank you. So Appreciate that. If you haven't, go ahead and uh, check out my... Solo ride on YouTube. Um, it all feeds into each other, though. Obviously, uh, I created a video called the Gate it Gatest, <laughs> the greatest game of Counter Strike ever. Where that I talk that was about, a, that was a Freudian slip. That was a Freudian slip. I am gay <laughs> for all professional Counter Strike athletes, um, and I talk about it and I explain a lot of the fundamentals of Counter Strike. And this new Counter Strike Two really turns a lot of the fundamentals on its head. For example, smoke grenades. And Counter-Strike 1, basically just put up smoke that you can't see through. You can through it, but you can't see through it. And Counter-Strike 2, it is so volumetric that you can shoot through the smoke and see through to the other side. It'll dissipate. It's crazy. And, like, you might be thinking, wow, Devin's such a nerd. And, yes, I will agree with you. This spells so much for the future of Counter-Strike professional play. And I'm just excited. I'm honestly just excited to see where it goes. I will go on a bit of a tangent really quick. Hey, man. I will go on a bit of a tangent. I will say that some people got invited to the beta, and I really wish they hadn't. I'm going to go ahead and name drop really quick. I don't know. Is it an exclusive beta? It technically was, yeah. A lot of people did get access to it that weren't, like, content creators. And I agree with that. 
Um, I have. I will admit, I have not played Counter Strike Global Offensive in a long time, and the only reason I picked it back up because I heard CS2 was coming out. I don't think I deserve a beta key. I'm not truly a Counter Strike Global Offensive lover who has played it every day for years, but I do have a ton of hours on it. And I wish they would have stayed true to that because there were some big names that got invited to the beta access that I don't think should. I'm just going to go ahead and name drop Shroud. You don't think he should. Oh, because he quit. Because he quit. He is not a Counter Strike professional player anymore. And when I watched his stream, it was not fun. He wasn't excited. Yeah. You know what I mean? He sure. wasn't caught up in the hype of it all. And. While that might be like he, neither here nor there, it's been what eleven years. I don't care if you're excited about the game or not. At least pretend to be excited. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he's clearly going to use the hype around the game to gain. Yeah, the dude had like a hundred and fifty thousand viewers. Not only that, but just uh, to go from playing CS:GO to quitting the way that he quitted. Quitted. Yeah. Yeah. To. Uh, then just jump back in the new one. Like a lot of people, I'm sure that were still big fans of him were excited to see him come back. Yeah, even that. So to do that and know that you're gonna probably get even a exorbitant amount of viewers because you're coming back. True. And then to not even be, you not even pretend semi to be grateful, semi. Yeah, exactly. He should and have just not came back if he was done. I wish that was the case. Honestly, I do. And I hate to talk crap about. You know, somebody like that. But be that as it may, regardless of what he had to say, I'm still very excited for the future of Counter-Strike. When and did, this is big. Because when, did, uh, when did Shroud quit CSGO? What oh, year? God. Uh, 2017, 2018, around that time. That's interesting. Because I talk about it on that YouTube video. By I, the way, I, just, I, I do want to plug it one more time. If you haven't watched it, go ahead and watch uh, my video. It's uh, I've heard good things. People will like it. It's truly very well put together just Thank to you. piggyback off of that, off of somebody that uh, I have very, very minimal couple of things. One, oh. minimal Counter-Strike uh, experience myself. Fair enough. And two, um, I appreciate esports for what they are and what they do, but I don't personally watch any of them. That's a, and that's... I think that it was a good way to um, draw in people into viewership that would maybe not normally watch that. My, I mean, my girlfriend has never, ever, ever watched CSGO. Probably doesn't even, like, may, maybe has heard the name, but probably right. no idea what it was. And, uh, I mean, she was interested in it. Thought, yeah, that it, means a lot. Thought face value aside from video games that it was a good... She loves documentaries. It was a good... She thought it was a very well put together... It's an hour and a half, by the way. Very... <laughs> know what you're getting into. But it was a good cinematic experience. It wasn't, uh, you know, Buddy's first time doing something like right, that. Right, right, right. And, and I, I mean, and I, you clearly from streaming and posting your stuff on TikTok, posting the re-up, you know, videos on, on Instagram back in the day. I hope it all feeds into You have other. experience and you yeah. can see the combination of that all together in your... Uh, directorial debut if you will i just want to let you guys know ian is very drunk not no, very drunk but it is not very drunk ian. drunk a little bit and that was very eloquent ah, thanks. that was very that was that was a lot more than i expected from you thank you so much for that i really appreciate that but I, I, i'm not here to push my own agenda number one that's not even true because if i get big on youtube our podcast is going to get big That's so fact. it all feeds into each other um but i will say 
I'm very excited for CS2, and we have a lot more to talk about, so I'm going to move off of it. All right, let's um, keep going. I'm going to move on to the next thing. Uh, no segue. Dolphin. Ian, do you know what dolphin is, if I say that out loud? I, I know that it's a sea mammal. That's good. It is a sea mammal. What it also it's is... It's also an emulator. Look at you! Because okay. I, used to, I used to jailbreak my iPhones and use Dolphin to play Pokemon Emerald on my phone. I No, I didn't, Apple. Continue. Right. Uh, uh, <laughs> that is actually perfect because that is exactly what Dolphin is. Dolphin is an emulator. For those of you who don't know what that is, it is a software that can allow you to fake the fact that you are playing on a Nintendo DS, a Game Boy Advanced, a Game Boy Color, pretty much any handheld from Nintendo ever. And you can play your favorites on it. You can play Pokemon is probably the most prolific. Oh, yeah. Easily. But you can play like Harvest Moon. Golden uh, Sun. Have you ever Golden... played Golden Sun? Yes. I love that game. Incredible. You can play that on the Dolphin emulator. I'm, get I'm in. That emulator which you can only ever get from shady websites well shady i say in quotes if you know what you're looking, it doesn't matter that is going to be available on steam the how do they do that? billion dollar company how does that work though i have no idea yes. i don't know i don't know how they got away with it and this is going to be a very interesting story to like stay on top of because as we all know nintendo is predatory can i use my one f-bomb Yes. The, the Steam was like, you know those uh, those old Nintendo IPs? Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> True. And that is... I'm... I, like, there's nothing... I don't have anything more to add to this. It's just so wild that Steam was if like, you, you know what? You can play whatever game you want from Nintendo. Steam said, you know what? Fuck them. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's, it's something that... Uh, if you know, you know how crazy it is. And also, if you don't know, um, you're welcome. Because it's especially... I mean, people that especially are very into the video game segment of this podcast probably have a PC, probably game on Steam. Probably. So if you really don't know, like this, you know, just look into it at all. At look, all. It. look into it at face value at all, at what that means. What Google, What is Dolphin? Yeah. Look at look at how like I I hate I don't have any other word how predatory Nintendo is and like chasing after like these fan made Pokemon games mm -hmm. like they have to basically walk a tightrope in order to not get Nintendo to take their army of lawyers yep. against you and Steam's like fuck it fuck them here it is. You guys want to play old Pokemon games? You can do it on Steam. And I'm excited to see where that goes. I'm pro I only found out about this tonight, and I'm excited to go home and download Dolphin on Steam and play old Nintendo games and see where it goes. You really just found out about, about this tonight? Yeah, I had no idea that was happening until you we got to get them on Reddit, man. <laughs> I'm mad. I knew about this for like a week. For real? At least three days. So I only have a few things left. I think those were the biggest things this week. I'm going to just touch on a couple of things really quick. Um, number one, uh, the Resident Evil 4 remake has yes. recently come out. I'm only hearing good things. Resident Evil 4 is easily... I was going to say easily my favorite Resident Evil, but Resident Evil Village was incredible. 
What about Resident Evil 2? Anyways, so Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil Village are unbelievable. probably top-tier Resident Evil games. And they've recently remade Resident Evil 4, and it is what I've heard to be incredible. And I'm I'm don't really buy a whole lot of games these days. I pirate the majority of the stuff, but I really want to play Resident Evil 4 remake. And I think it's good. You hear about the secret hardcore mode of it? I have not. There's like a um I'm pretty sure it's like a cheat code type thing that you put in okay. before, like on the main title screen. And uh, I don't know how you put it in or anything. No, whatever, sure. But it's just like some like nightmare horror, like worst freaking way to play the game or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm down, dude. I don't know. I just heard a lot of people talking about how hard it was and how just, I don't, I don't know the name. Possibly of it. next YouTube video? That would be pretty cool. It's know. like uh, it has a name. It has like a special name. Like I don't know if it was I think it was in the original was game. That's what I was gonna say. I don't know yeah. if it was a thing that was in the original. I think so. Um, but with that, there was another game that's recently been remade for play or I almost said PlayStation for PC, and it's a game that has recently had a TV show made oh. about it. You may have heard of it. It's called The Last of Us. That's a game that maybe you've heard of once or twice in your time. That has that that has that guy. Yeah, that guy that was in that thing. Yeah. Who did um The Mandalorian. Oh yeah, and that guy that was in uh that other little show on HBO. What was that again? Oh, a Game of Thrones. Oh. So arguably one of the biggest names in acting right now. Yeah, yeah, him. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. That show We've talked about it on the last podcast. Incredible. Yes. That show is really good. The game is really good. The PC port? No. No. Yeah, he looks like uh, PlayStation 2 Hagrid almost. Yeah, it's bad. It's really, really bad. And I think it's just, I don't know, comedic. That like Resident Evil 4 came out and The Last of Us came out. One of these is much bigger than the other one. And one of them is much, much worse than the other one. Is this and the first time that it's able to play then, The Last of Us on PC? Technically, officially, yes. But, you know, yeah. 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 Um, you you so, could get an emulator for PlayStation 4 and okay. play The Last of so Us. So, the, the, the more upsetting question. Yes. Do the emulators look like normal Last of Us? Yes. And the actual official one looks like dog Yes. Yes. It looks really bad. And not only that, it's bad. You can't, like, you can't do any of the normal, like, like you can't change your frames per second you can't like change it's but it shouldn't really be bad. that hard to make it yeah you would think okay but that I, thought means... I thought you were gonna fill me in with like well actually no it's very hard to do no i have no idea i'm not gonna sit here and pretend like i know what goes into making a bc port i don't but the fact that capcom can make a really good PC port of one of the most famous Resident Evils of all time versus a game that's arguably 10 times more famous. Yeah, no. I and they that. can't make a good one? Come on, man. I just want to watch Ellie have her lesbian scene in HD 4K, you know what I mean? Um, I don't, because I had never beat The Last of Us. Oh, um, spoilers. I knew, I knew she was a lesbian. Oh, okay. But I did not know that that... There's also a child and a really gross joke, and I don't want to get away with that. Don't let me get away with that. You're canceled. Thank you. Real Podcast is now just me. I'm going to still talk as if Devin's here, but it's just... You uh, can tell there's an empty... Sp I'm sorry, I didn't mean to talk to Can you shut the fuck up? I apologize. It's just my dog. Just you he's, and your dog. He's just here. It's going to be me saying things. Occasionally, I say, Out when, ouch, when he bites my foot. And... Uh, <laughs> 
That's it. Follow me exclusively, Ian, at RealPod. Nine more times. So happy you said that, so I didn't have to. Uh, there's only a few other small things, things that I think are worth mentioning about. Um, number one, CD Projekt Red, uh, famous for making The Witcher and Cyberpunk. Um, for their crew, I guess you would say, they've introduced a thing called menstrual leave, where um, it's exactly what you think it is. Women can take days off during a month during their menstruation period. Um, this is not going to go where you, the viewer, think it's going to go. I think this is great. Okay. Oh, that's where I thought it was going to go. Yeah, okay, great. I think this is a great move towards just having, in general, sick leave. I think that it's really bad that they called it menstrual leave. That's like... What would you call it? Sick leave. Yeah, but that could be misconstrued. But doesn't this, like, menstrual leave, doesn't this, like, put an impetus on hiring women? To CD Project Red, they're Why like, you, oh well, we if hire that because if we hire a woman, they'll have access to this days. menstrual. Yeah, exactly. That's fair. That's kind of the same thing with uh, hiring women in general, as is fair um, enough. Not on applications necessarily, but if a woman comes into a job interview and they're clearly, maybe not clearly, you don't assume, but they right. seem to be pregnant, um, they will ask. Right. And if you are, the chances of you getting that job are... Yeah, because they know that within a few months, you're going to be taking that free leave, and they have to pay for it, and it's scummy. Not a good look. It's scummy, and it's not a good look for the company, and I, I think this is a step in the right direction. I just think that they took a very awkward first step. I agree, but at the same, at, in the same respect to play devil's advocate, sure. no matter what you name it, if it's a new policy... They're going to affect it regardless of the name. It's going to affect the fact that it's a thing, regardless of what they call it. I agree with this. That that is that's a little bit like higher critical thinking. Um, but I agree that a devil by any other name, you know what I mean. Yeah. And this just really ties into the fact that I want all big corporations to burn. Same. All right. Anything that takes money out of the big corporations' pockets and puts it into our pockets is a good thing. Remember that. For you. For you. And us. All of us. Remember, it's not black versus white, it's not man versus woman, it's not red versus blue, it is rich versus poor. And it's, uh, it's, good, for you. it's good for the both of us, and it's good for the dozens of it's listeners. It's good for the ones of you that follow us on Twitter and Instagram at ReactPod. Eight more times. Eight times. Eight more times. Um, the only other thing I have is just like a little fun. Uh, so as we all know, today is March 30. Well, you might not know this. It is March 31st. It is actually, what time is it? Oh, it is actually April 1st. It is April Fool's Day. And on the announcement of April Fool's Day, Sega has announced that they are releasing a game called The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. And it is a VN, which stands for Visual Novel that you just play through it and you try to figure out who murdered Sonic the Hedgehog. It's you, free. Is it true or is it a full? It's a full game. It is a, kind of full as in an April full. Oh, it, no, it's true. This is a real game. You can go download it right now. It is free. And I think that is awesome. I don't care. That I'm going to just awesome. be honest. I don't care about Sonic the Hedgehog. I've never have, never will. Insane, by the way, though, um, for Sega to name it The Murder. Yeah. Instead of, I don't know, the downfall. Something a little more PC. But they were just like, nope, murder. Yeah. Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog. Like, we know a lot of, like, games, like, 
especially what what do they call it um service games or live service games like warzone you know call call of duty uh, these games that like are constantly updating themselves um they'll have like april fools jokes where like you go in like for example right now overwatch has one where everybody's voice lines are just like wildly crazy. You guys can go ahead and go to Steam right now, download the Murder of Sonic that Dog playthrough. Let me know what you think. I have not played it, just found about it uh two hours ago. Are you going to play it? Probably not. But you should. But you should. And let me know what you think about it and send me your thoughts at Reapod on Instagram and Twitter. Seven more times. Alright. Um I'm gonna hit you with something, Devin. Yeah? You're not prepared for it. So this is your surprise. This is my surprise. All right. Let me hear it. You. Let me hear it. So as you know, I have been just absolutely. I, I have you ever played a little game called The Sims? Oh, you ever heard of that? Once or twice. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have owned The Sims. I I bought The Sims three for like an old computer I had. Like I'm talking back in like the Uvu video chatting days. I bought Sims three. Wow, that is a callback and a half. Played it for like an hour, maybe. Okay. Too involved for me. Sure. I bought The Sims 4 five or six years ago. We played a little bit of The Sims 4. Yeah, way back in the day. But it was... I don't mean this as any offense. and It doesn't sound like an offense. But I don't mean it as one if you think it is. I felt like that game was you holding my hand because I had no idea what I was Fair enough. Going. Fair enough. And then, you know, I, I, I start dating this girl. I bring my Xbox over here. We're playing The Sims 4, and her roommate just plays The Sims 4. We, I'm like, I'm going to make a character. She's like, I'm going to make a character. And then her roommate's like, I want to make a character. And we're like, why? You don't need the Reed, in the, the Reed household. You know what I mean? Fair enough. <laughs> you can live in the garage. <laughs> anyway. Right. That's getting into a whole other camera. But. But. I very recently just nosedived into The Sims 4. I know you have. It's my entire life. I know By it's... the way, if you never play The Sims 4... Slaps. Anyway. Right. Moving on. An old Sims 4 developer now works for Paradox. Wow. Okay. And he's making a brand new game called Life by You. And it's a Sims competitor. Thank God. And this game... Have you heard anything about this game? Real quick, before you get into this. Okay. I just want to say The Sims 4... Actually, The Sims in general has the most, I hate to use this word twice in one podcast, the most predatory DLC I've ever seen. It has been, what, 15 years since The Sims 4 came out, and their DLC is still $20 a pop. If you wanted to buy The Sims 4 and every DLC, do you know what it would run you? Over a thousand US dollars. Hey, pause. Okay. All right. Over a thousand Minus $60 because The Sims 5 is in development and The Sims 4 is now free to play. Fair enough. Continue. Fair enough. No, that's it. Anyway, also, Sims 5 is free to play, or Sims 4 is free to play, Sims 5 is in development. Project like Rene, Rene, R E N E, whatever. Whatever. It's I actually in, didn't know it's this. It's in is development crazy. and they said that it's going to be almost a complete overhaul of The Sims. It's going to be very more involved, very more. I don't know how it can be more involved, but it is. Wow. And it might be because of Life by You. I hope so. This new game. And this new game is like, has been in development for years. And this developer from The Sims previously said that the biggest issue that he faced with developing the sims and trying to make a game like it now that he's left was loading screens 
and you know you try to travel it takes it takes a, a long while. time and yes he said there it there's no loading screens wow and that every single person you could encounter in the sims is living a concurrent life whether you're interacting with them or not there's never the oh they were there i saw their name but they're gone forever no you can go to a place go to a restaurant like bartender mr Mark Ruffalo okay. is bartending, and then he just then he just disappears until he's back bartending. No, Mark Ruffalo could be your neighbor. They he said that instead he said that any single person that you ever meet is living somewhere mm. in The Sims. They are constantly running in real time behind you. Instead of Sims living fourteen days in life or or fourteen days in game or like living like a very short amount of time. Every single character, every single anything is living seventy five plus years concurrently to what you're living. Whether you interact with them ever or not, they're all there. They're all doing just it. like real life. Yeah. I will say simulation games are a sleeper hit. Dude. I have loved simulation games for a long time. I have played The Sims 3 more times than you could count. I have played The Sims 4 more times than you can count. Oxygen not included. City Skylines. City Skylines. I wish I had more examples. Sim City? Sim, Sim City. City. Oh. Sim City. I, I genuinely wish I had more examples off the top of my head. I love simulation games so much. and Even just like... Uh... Like the role playing mons for GTA Five or for Red Dead Redemption. Fair. Those are like any of that is. Just I have money. played the heck out of No Pixel, just literally a GTA Five mod that's just RP. You just RP, and I love it. I love it. Simulation games are goaded. If you are interested in this game, Life by You, uh, Steam early access is August of this year. I doubt I'll have access, but I will definitely apply. I think it's Steam Early Access as far as you buy the game. Pre oh, the game. Steam Early Access. Can't wait to pirate this game. You didn't hear that. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I mean, <laughs> I can't wait to move on to our next segment. And that is it, I believe, for video games. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we are done with music. We are done with video games. Time to move on to the bread and butter. This is what it really is, and it's really upsetting that it's been two hours. But... It's not really upsetting. It's not upsetting at all, actually. It's exciting, actually. Yeah, actually. To finally be here. It is so exciting that you should follow us on at Reuppod, at Instagram, and Twitter. Six more times. Six more times. Ian. Yeah. Do you have anything for me? From movies and TV shows? I have no segue. No segue. Let's just hop right into it. We know this is our favorite section. We're going to hop into it. What do you got? I love it. I'm excited. Um, what movie? I just started a new movie last night. I didn't finish it. Okay. Babylon. With, um... Oh, shoot. Who's in that movie? Brad Pitt. Margot Robbie. Yes! Margot Robbie is who I was thinking of. Yes, Babylon. That okay. movie is three hours long. It's a long movie. And it is... It's one of those movies that, like... And I don't even know, like, the genre to say it that it is. It reminds me of, uh... Man, there was a movie I was thinking of that it reminded me of. Like, where it's, like, multiple different stories, but all culminating into one. Okay, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, yeah. And it's actually, like, it doesn't have the best reviews. It had, like, a 7 on IMDb. 7-2, I think. And it's just, like, really wild. Like, it's, it, there's so many things going on 
Like, it, I don't know. It, it's a good movie. I'd recommend it. I haven't even finished it yet. I don't think it's, like, phenomenal, like, going to blow right. your mind. But it's, yeah. yeah. I will say that um, there's a trend right now. And I know this is a trend because I read an article about it where they say that people love long runtime movies. Yeah. For example, Infinity War or Endgame. How long were those movies? Endgame was like two and a half. Yeah, I was gonna say pushing two and a or pushing three at least two and a half, and Infinity War was at least two and a half. John Wick three was what two and a half hours, something like that. It was a long movie. Well, uh, James Cameron said that he doesn't care how long Avatar is because you'll come back again to watch it and see what you missed when you pick up. Avatar is another great example. Both The Way of Water and Avatar the original. I'm an avid Avatar hater. That's fine. I was also an avid Star Wars hater, and I've been enlightened. Uh, you know what? I care less about the fact that you're an Avatar hater. I could care less. It was a good movie, but if you don't think it was a good movie, okay. I don't... I've tried to watch I mean? it three times, and I've not made it through <laughs> once. I don't think people are necessarily into long runtime movies. I think people will watch a good story regardless of how long it is. Uh, Look at No Country for Old Men. How long is that movie? Never watched it. Really? Okay. So I know no country it was Oscar nominated. Yes. No Country for Old Men is an incredible movie and it's over two hours. I don't know if you guys have ever seen No Country for Old Men, but if you haven't, Anton, the main character of the movie, has clinically been proven as the best psychopath ever depicted on film. Previously, do you know who the previous winner of that title was? Of a movie? Yeah, the previous best depiction of a psychopath. Norman Bates. Whoever was in Silence of the Lambs. Oh, that Hannibal guy. Lecter. Hannibal Lecter and whoever the actor's name was. That was the previous best depiction of a psychopath. And then No Country for Old Men came out and people were like, you know what? This is way better. This is way better. How did we get here? Why are we talking about No Country for Old Men? Great movie, though. You asked me my opinion, because I thought you were going to start this, and I've just been... We're just going along with the ride. All right. What do you have? What do you want to talk about? Um. Well, I guess we can talk about, like, new movies coming out. Let's hear it. Um, I do want to talk about... You remember the movie Pixels? That really, really bad Adam, Adam Sandler? Sandler. Josh, yeah, yes. Peter Dinklage. And, like, Pac-Man was, yeah. like, going around New York City, and, and it yeah. was bad. It, 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 kind of, it was kind of like Ghostbusters, but movie. But it... Yes. Or, but, yeah, video game, I meant, not movie. And not only was it soulless, but it was just, like, a cash grab, right? Yeah. So this movie Tetris is announced, Perfect. right? And I'm like, okay, another soulless cash grab. But I watched the trailer for it. Mm. Taron Egerton? Kingsman, yeah. Kingsman, yes. The the titular, well, I don't want to say titular, but the main character from Kingsman, arguably, uh, is in it. And it looks like an actually interesting biopic on the creation of Tetris. You know, uh, and I wait with bated breath. I doubt it's actually going to be notable in a year, but hey. Tetris is the uh, most uh, bought game of all time. I actually knew that. Wait, I thought it was uh, Super Mario Brothers. No, it was Tetris. Tetris? Still, to this day. By, like, a ridiculous amount. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions. And that's why they're making a movie about it. 
I was actually I, I yes. was actually watching a um live Tetris tournament the other day. I've seen and a few. I'm very not big in live tournaments at all, let alone Tetris. And I was like, I need to know what the hype is around this. And I didn't know who won, and it was just like breathtaking actually to watch this dude that I thought was clearly going to win just get out bricked. And I was bricked. And that dude was. I think I've seen the video you're talking about. It was like the reigning champion of Tetris loses to like this. Yeah, he was like an eleven time, eleven year long reigning champion, lost to like a seventeen year old. And he was like really cool about it. Yeah, he was like, "Oh wow, good job! You just destroyed me." He's like, "You just Tetris me." (laughs) Yeah, and I'm not saying that's a movie to look out for. Do not take me. For what I'm saying, or I guess, do not take this out of context. I'm not saying, "Ooh, this is movie of the year." I just thought it was interesting that, you know, they're making a video game movie that's not a soulless cash grab. You know, it's actually an an in depth biopic about how Tetris came to be what it is today. And I wish it the best. Will I watch it? Probably. What's his name? Taron Egerton. Yes, he is a couple of things. He was, one, he's big in Kingsman. True. Two, he was in talks to be one of the new James Bond, would be a young James Bond, which we haven't seen. He's also uh, that gay guy that plays the piano. Billy Joel. No, not Billy Joel. Um, The other one. What was that movie you were in? I don't know. I'm still standing better than I ever did. Rocket Man. Yeah, that guy. Is it really? Yeah, he's the guy that plays... Elton John? Elton John! Oh my god, thank you. Is he really? He is Elton John in the Elton John biopic, yeah. I did not know that. Truly. There you go. Yeah, this this is our bread and butter, isn't it? We really go off tangents, dude. I'm in, I'm in. But I don't think that a Tetris movie is very exciting. I don't either. But I think it's a cash grab, because I think that everybody's like, oh, you know, we're, we're like, oh, whatever, I know Tetris, yeah, sure. Other young younger people than us are gonna be like, maybe. Yeah. And our parents are gonna be. Oh, Tetris, I freaking love Tetris. I love, dude. I played Tetris in the eighties or whatever. Yeah. And not only that, but you got to think about the dozens of people that'll know from this from the Reup Pod on Twitter and Instagram five more times. There it is. Yeah. I think it's actually a better conversational topic to talk about Taron Egerton than it is the Tetris movie at all. You said he was gonna be. The new James Bond? Ah, I don't know. I'd just be saying things sometimes. No. Not he's going to be. I thought I thought that I might have heard that he was going to be in the I, running. I mean, he was in you know Kingsman, which is be in the James running? Bond homage. You know who was going to be in the running? Is uh, Michael B. Jordan? No. Oh, no, that was for Superman. Aaron Taylor Johnson. I don't know who that is. Aaron Taylor Johnson is Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass. Oh, oh no way. Quicksilver in Endgame. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 yeah. Not Endgame. And uh, Tate and uh, American no. Horror Story. No, 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 no not him? No. No. Not that Quicksilver. No. He was Quicksilver yeah, in, the, yeah, yeah. in the other ones, the X-Men ones. You mean the one in in uh, Age of Ultron? Yes. That's Aaron Taylor oh, Johnson. He was at talk. He met with producers. But he was just, fun fact, very recently, uh, no. Okay. Which brings back the big fan favorite to be him, which was Idris Elba, but no. I wish. Henry Cavill. Is the new James Bond? Yeah, he's currently the front runner. You know, we're about to open up a whole can of worms talking about Henry Cavill. Yeah. And I really don't want to get into it. I'm just going to very quickly say, do not watch Warhammer 40k. Do not watch... Really? 
He's making a show for Amazon about Warhammer 40k. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Produce. Incredible. I was going to say, don't watch season three of The Witcher because of somebody. Liam Hemsworth. Is leaving The Witcher because they don't agree with where the show writer is going. It's probably not a good idea. Wow. He's in Warhammer 40. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Henry Cavill loves Warhammer 40k and is making his own show about it on Amazon. Because he loves it so much. If he loves Warhammer 40k enough to make a show about it, and he loves The Witcher enough to leave it and easily. He left it because it didn't follow it enough because he read all the freaking books. He read all the freaking books. And let's be honest, that's an easy paycheck. We're talking about Henry Cowell right now, and I'm the Matthew McConaughey name of him smoking a cigarette. Like, <laughs> How do we bring this back? To what? Anything. What the hell were we talking about to begin with? Oh my Tetris. The Tetris movie. Right. Wow. Uh okay, so there's a lot to take away from this. Um, who cares about the Tetris movie? There's a Warhammer 40k movie going on. Don't watch season three of The Witcher because who cares about that? Um, there's a new James Bond that might be Taron Egerton. And also, what is what was the other thing? Is that a new Superman that also might be Taron Egerton? I'm just saying things. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I think that I think that I'm in for a good story. You know what I mean? I think at the end of the day, I'm in for a good story if it's told well. Yes. And I can tell when something is a soulless cash grab as opposed to somebody actually passionately writing a movie script. I agree. And if Taron Egerton is the new James Bond or the new Superman, as long as it's written well, I could care less who... I know that the, this was actually a really big point of contention in one of our previous episodes where Michael B. Jordan, a black man, was supposed to be the new Superman. Yeah. And people were, like, all up in arms about that. I could care less. I love Michael B. Jordan. True. As Killmonger? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Have you seen Black Panther? He stole the show. No, I have not. No spoilers. Okay. We're going to talk about movies I have seen recently at the end of the podcast, though. So, with all of that, I think it's time... <laughs> We talked on the, about the first thing. Yeah, next one. Yeah, okay. We got like five or six more. Yeah, we have a lot more to go. And I've been thinking of ones that we haven't talked exactly, about. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So let's move on. Let's move on. All right. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is, uh, there's a, I did not know this, there's a movie about Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Which, if you don't know, is a Souls-like game um, that did have broad appeal. When you say Souls-like, you mean Dark Souls? Yes. Okay. I just wanted to clarify. Um, and it was genuinely a really good game. Um, and they're making a movie about it, which I know we just talked about a video game made movie, but that was more of a biopic. But this looks to be just basically a movie made about the gameplay of Ghost of Tsushima. And the interesting part is yeah. the guy who say. made all the action scenes for John Wick. Oh, that's not what I was going to say. Is the guy making all the action scenes for mm -hmm. Ghost of Tsushima. Dude, so we I, know the action scenes are locked in. I have, have you ever played Ghost of Tsushima? Uh, for like an hour. So you you get it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I I I have not given that game the time of day that it needs because of God of War Ragnarok coming. Fair enough. Out. Fair enough. Which I platinum, by the way. Not gonna, you know, right? <laughs> but, uh, that game was beautiful. Fighting scenes, beautiful. I had a the, our our one neighbor here. He's he's like a young kid. He was like eighteen, you know. He's he's in the military now. Good luck, buddy. 
Anyway, he was over here, and I, I mentioned that I got that game, and he went on like a easily non-exaggeration 20-minute rant about like the different fighting styles you could do and like how he like le- progressed every different possible one. It was just like in depth. Like it, it was the point that I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But he, I don't know what to he say. was just so like passionate about it. You just had to listen. That, like just to, I was genuinely interested because I thought the game was really cool. And then just to hear that is just genuinely exciting because that game has so much to offer. And to hear that I could possibly be like, you know what I mean? Big I screen love. for other people. I, feel love. I think that I've always said that I think that video games would make perfect movies, but nobody does them well. And part of it is I wouldn't say nobody. Part of Can it, I think of a good video game to movie adaptation off the top of my head? No. You can think of a good show to True. Last of Us was really good. And part of it is video games offer such a like freeing you know, you are in charge experience. This is your story. Nobody wants to, nobody, not every, nobody will agree that this is how it went down because you had your own experience of how it went down because you made it. So it takes a lot and it takes something like the guy from John Wick to do that, I think. And it also takes whoever the, the hell made The Last of Us to do it as well. The thing is, is about the, la- like, let's talk about The Last of Us. The Last of Us was a TV show that was nearly a shot-for-shot remake of the video game. You know what I mean? But that's what it should be. And that's... I don't disagree. Unless they're going to do their own story about something, but then you just get off of again, like, well, that's not source material, so that's not... You have to cut out a lot. Like, to to make a video game a movie, you have to cut out a lot of really... I wouldn't say important, but like fan favorite things like let's take uh i don't know let's take a game we both know very well let's take halo for example has there ever been a really good like phenomenal adaptation of halo well into movie i will say ford unto dawn no you're not thinking of that okay okay so ford unto dawn was a fairly good remake because it was through perspective of these new Marines, and Master Chief was not but a god, basically, in their eyes. So when Master Chief shows up and saves a day, you're like, holy shit, that's Master Chief! He just killed that hunter! That's crazy! Yeah. But it was because it was a TV show, and we had six episodes to build up to the fact that Master Chief was there. To make it a movie, though? You know what I mean? It's... Alright, I had two things, I now have three things. Okay, hit me. To make it a movie, I agree with that aspect of it since the last thing you said. I think that I think that anything video game related should be TV shows on uh, the faucet that they need to push it forward constantly. I don't want filler. True. I want it to be, and if it is ever filler, it needs to be side quests or missions. that Things that you could experience in yes. the video game. Second thing, have you watched the Halo series on Paramount at all? No. Zero percent. I haven't watched it either, so I'm not saying like, oh, True. this is good or not. I've I'm only ever heard bad things. That so. that might be possibly. I've I've heard bad things because Master Chief took his helmet off. Oh yeah, but I have is, heard bad yeah. things other than that. True. Um, I, we should watch it. We need to watch it. Be that as it may, I never hold out a lot of hope for video game made movies. You were saying about Forward Under Dawn being the separate thing. Yeah. 
the biggest issue if you're not going to follow a game directly, which a game directly is hard because video games are 60 hours Easily. for a good single player game or 60 hours. You know what I mean? Let's, let's, let's be conservative and say 40. Either way. Yeah, exactly. So the hardest thing to do, especially when going off of a side story from that, and we've seen it in Game of Thrones, is going off of source material. It is so hard because you are taking creative direction into your own hands. And not only is it hard enough to please people that have played these games, loved these games, spent years with these games, and then you say, I know better than the people that made it. I know better than the people that loved it. I'm going to make my own thing. When you already cannot have a faithful adaptation to it, and then you're going to take these characters and make them do things that they've never done, and you got to shove it down people's throats saying this is what they would do. I can see Season 8 Game of Thrones coming out of the end right now. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, but yeah, yeah, I truly yeah. have just... No, no, I agree with everything you're no, no, saying. No, no, my biggest thing with Season 8 Game of Thrones is I'm on, on, I am not the type of person that's going to say, F this, that's not right. correct. I'm the type of person that would say, I will... I will let you spoon feed me whatever you're going to spoon feed me because I'm not going to spend my time saying something I loved is not what it should be. I'm going to take it with this is what I have. I don't know. I'm a very glass is half full kind I think of I can guy. Put what you're saying with being like this is what I have, so I'm going to appreciate it. I think I I, I can put what you're saying. The ending of Lost was phenomenal. Okay. Okay. And if you disagree with me, you can tell me that at Pod on Twitter, Instagram, four more times. times. I'm always down for a good story, and I'm willing to accept where you take a story. Yeah. But if your story doesn't make sense, then that's a bad story. I'm just taking all of the Halo endeavors that they've ever had and putting them into my brain and thinking how mad I've gotten in that's those fair. That's fair. No, I agree with that. I do agree with that. I guess all I'm saying is at the end of the day, I don't want to look back on something that what do they call it? Like rose-colored lenses? You know yes. what I mean? Yes. At, I'm looking at that with Game of Thrones, and I'm looking at that with Lost, both, where I'm like, I cannot have loved something for years of my life. Some cost fallacy, kind of. And then, yes, exactly, exactly. And then just, oh, I hate this now because of this. It's or, hard to say that. Or remake this because of this. Like, it, no, it, no, I feel that. Just accept it for what it is, and accept that it's the end of the story that you've you know what I mean? Maybe it's not the one you wanted, but also at the same time, one of my favorite shows of all time that I'm not, it's not very critically acclaimed, but Sons of Anarchy, I think, was a beautiful story. No, 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 I know, I know. I just wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a truly very well-written story. And then I'll, I'm going to spoil this because it has been out years, for years. Decades. Ten plus years. Yeah. The main titular character, Jax in Sons of Anarchy, dies in the last episode and you're like oh he's the main guy he can get out of this like he's the head of the club you know he can do all these things but he dies and for me that was like it was coming out around the time the end of breaking bad was but i finished it first so for me it was like it was a very emotional thing for me i truly like wept when that happened as a quick really quick aside as i've gotten older i cry at the stupidest things anymore like i will watch like a YouTube video and an ad comes on about like a marriage proposal or something. And then they talk about like, Oh, you can get your wedding. And I cry. I cry at the stupidest stuff. That has nothing to do with what you're talking about. I just, no, it's not stupid. It's being a good person. 
Boom. That's my boy. Because people in its toxic masculinity, people that don't. Facts. Facts. Because real people feel real emotions, and that is what makes a good show or good movie. Did you expect this episode to get this real? Is to move you like that, and that is why this is our favorite topic to talk about. Facts. Because it moves you, and we get moved by them, and that's why we love them. Movies and TV shows easily move me to tears if they need me to. Actually, um, I heard a very, very interesting uh, take from Brian Cranston. You talk about Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. Brian Cranston. I watched this um, interview about him, and well, not about him, with him, and he said that when devastating news is being delivered to the main character, the audience always cries when the main character is trying very hard not to cry. And you can tell that they want to cry, Yep. and the fact that they're holding it all back allows you to cry and once the main character starts crying you no longer feel the need to cry because they're doing it for you and i think that that's is pretty so, powerful that's so well said you know yeah. what i mean that is so well brian, said. brian cranston is like goaded such a phenomenal actor when he was first announced as walter white people just shit on it they said you can't take this guy i literally saw a reddit post actually that like that was from 2008, which is the year that Breaking Bad came out. They said, how are you going to take the guy from Malcolm in the Middle and put him into this serious role? Little did they know. And he has, like, it just shows his range. No, I was about, I was literally about to say, that shows range. And it's just like, ah, man, I don't know. I, I truly think that in any role that I've ever heard Brian Cranston being in after that, Godzilla aside. I was about to say um, Godzilla, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I like Godzilla, but his True. role was not very big in it. No, absolutely And not. I just, anytime that I hear that he's in something, I want to see it now. He's like, I, I think that he deserves roles like Brad Pitt, Leo DiCaprio. Well, no, no. I think that he deserves to, you hear that name and you should want to see it because I think that he has... Staying, not staying power. But if you, like, I, and I agree with you, and there's different names that we could insert here besides Brian Cranston, but let's just take Brian Cranston. You hear that a new movie comes out and Brian Cranston's in it, and you're like, yeah, I want to see that movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's actually really interesting that you bring that up because I've recently, um, I read an article about who's the um, main woman in Fast and the Furious. Like the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Martina Rodriguez or something Michelle, like that? Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez, excuse yeah. me. Is Michelle Rodriguez. I said the movie because I was thinking of Need for Speed, the movie. Yeah, I don't know. Because... Uh -huh. Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad. Is oh, the that, yes, yes, true. That's true. why I was thinking. That's yeah, why I said the movie, as if there was anything else. Yeah. Well, well anyways, 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 continue. So, Michelle Rodriguez, she's been in a number of movies. Mm -hmm. But what does she always play? She always plays the badass Barbie. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's the hot badass girl every single time. And I don't in any regard hold against hold that against her yeah she plays that role really well and clearly she's hit a niche but let's take brian cranston back brian cranston has shown that he has incredible range yeah you know what i mean and i think that those kinds of actors especially like you know yeah aaron paul this is my private domicile and i will not be whatever he says you know what i mean Bitch. <laughs> Magnets, bitch. Yeah, that's Aaron Paul. And I... Dude, I think Aaron Paul, for the record, deserves more. 
Like, I think so too. I think he did a phenomenal job in Breaking Bad, and it really sucks that people see him as just that. Yeah. Need for Speed aside, did not like that movie. I actually I forgot forget that it everything about that movie. I did. But he yeah. is, uh, he's the dude in Bojack Horseman. Oh, he's um, he's the uh, roommate. He's his roommate. Yeah. Oh my goodness, why, dude? I was actually you said about rose-colored glasses earlier, and I was gonna quote Bojack Horseman. I was gonna be like, you know, my favorite quote of all time comes from Bojack Horseman. Here it is, actually. My favorite quote of all time. When you look at red flags through rose-colored glasses, they just look like flags. Yes. Oh, my... Dude, that quote sticks with me to this day. We, we, I love Bojack Horseman. We have just been, like... It's been a few months now, but we were just, like, watching Bojack for the first time. Like, you were trying to get me into it, and I just couldn't get into it for some reason. I, I have always had a thing with anime. That's with fine. Anything animated. I've you know what? Actually, really quick aside... I have been an avid, avid anime fan since I was like 13. I have loved anime for a long time, and I have tried to get Ian into anime for a very, very long time. And I'm not going to be the guy to be like, oh, oh, he doesn't like... No, I get it. Anime is not for everybody. This dude dates one girl. <laughs> one girl that's in anime. And all of a sudden, I'm honestly... Like, jokes aside, I'm genuinely just glad that you are, like, willing to accept anime for what it is. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that for me, still having that, uh, whatever you want to say about it. Yeah, I, I, I get, trepidation. Yeah, not really against it, just, like, I've always been for, like, you know, I'm, I've never wanted to be an actor, but I've always appreciated it. And I'm not saying voice acting, I'm not cut right, it down right, at all right. but i've always just really enjoyed to see like the human experience of Fair people enough. like people that can make themselves cry or stuff like that like i, I that the very realism of it for me has always been my biggest drawback because i'm like oh anything can happen you want to see the actor portray that yeah character but in I've real got, life I i've gotten that. to the point that like a good story is a good story i'm you glad that you I mean? i'm glad that you've come around yeah yes a good story is a good story regardless and I'm I'm hopeful that one day we'll have an anime segment on this podcast. Maybe one day. Should we? To... Sorry, I didn't mean Ian. to cut you off. Ian, Should don't... we move into number three? Oh my god! Of our seven topic. Yes, actually. Okay, so that aside, what were we even originally talking about? The Ghost of Tsushima movie. Whatever. Who cares about that? It doesn't. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. <laughs> I have one more thing to okay, say. Okay, go, 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 The uh, actually two things. Your vape smells incredible, by the way. The, you want to hit it? Yes. Go yeah. Ahead. It's strawberry pina colada. You're welcome. That hits so much harder than mine. Dude, elf bars. That's good. Um, <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima movie. The, the 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 voice main voice actor for Ghost of Tsushima yes. wants to be the man in the movie. He wants to live action. Oh, the guy that did the voice acting in the game. Yes. Wants to be the main guy in the movie. Okay, I see what you're saying. Just like, and this is the second part of it, the guy from God of War, the last two God of Wars, wants to be the guy in the God of War because they're making a movie or show about God of War. Here is my, um... Here is people Devin's... don't want him to be because I'm pretty sure he's a... I, I think he's a black man. And yeah, he is a him. bit... He is a large black man. And they don't want him to be because they're like, oh, you don't look like... And it's like, bro, how can you tell the man that yeah. is... Yeah, okay, you can't tell... Like, okay, a big black man is God of War. 
But you know what? Also, none of them really ever existed to begin with. So exactly. who cares? They're not real people. They're just like the Little Mermaid being a uh... Thor, not a real guy. Freya, not a real woman. Zeus doesn't exist. That's the thing. So when, who cares? When I when I first started playing oh, God of Ragnarok. And like Thor was like this big fat like, and that's like actually kind of that's true. That's like that's I, that is too Norse mythology. I will but say everybody saw Chris Hemsworth and they're like, no, exactly. And then when Chris Hemsworth was bro Thor, they're like, oh, what the heck? Can we just uh, real but, quick as an aside, by the way, stop idolizing Chris Hemsworth. He's on the gear. I just want to let you know that he's doing steroids to make himself look that good. He may say that he's not. He is okay. Stop idolizing these. I'm about to go on a huge tangent. That's not a real body. It's not real. He did steroids to get there. Well, be that as it may, the same way that Michael B. Jordan can be a black Superman, I will be as readily to accept very large. Have you seen him, by the way? He is like six foot four. Like he is a big dude. No, no, no. Uh, The guy that voiced. uh, Oh yeah. The guy that voiced Kratos. He's a large man, and I think probably has the physique to be. I I think he should Kratos. Absolutely, one hundred percent. It's gonna be a little bit weird when they whitewash him and they give him like all that soot because that's the lore of Kratos, right? He's like covered in white ash. Yeah, that's like his whole thing. It's gonna be weird. But what what if, fun. But at the same time, wouldn't it make it more accurate to the game that you you love and are going to be mad if it's not like the game? If you don't have the exact voice actor. I think that if the main voice actor wants to play Kratos, I genuinely, and this is going to tie all to everything that we've been saying, I genuinely could give two shits yeah. that he's black. I don't care. A good story is a good story regardless of who's playing it. Something I never And if he plays either, it well, that's something cool. I've never understood either is if you're good enough to be creative director for a video game, why would they not bring you in to be director of the movie or TV show? I get that it's it's live people, you got to direct them doing actual like, you know what I mean? But you still have like, to direct the story yes, as where and it goes. Even, even if you're not even if you're not like the director of the movie, why not bring them in for their perspective? Even their Fair enough. assistant director, as, you know what I mean? They should fuck uh, screenwriter. Yeah. You know what I mean? In the writer's room, at the very least. Yeah, I agree with this. I agree with this. Wow, we have gotten incredibly PC and just so open-minded. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's time for us to move on to the next topic. Yes. Honestly, um, as much as I love, obviously, talking about this. Um, what is next, by the way? Oh, I wrote down New Hunger Games. You know about more about this than I do, actually. I don't know much about it. But I you know, did say... I know that it's a prequel movie. Wow. And I know that it's takes... Pl- I, have you read The Hunger Games? I read um, the first and the second book. It takes place during something big that happened before the first book. Wait, are you like genuinely excited? Like, ge- like genuinely, are you excited? Oh no, 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 no! no. Oh, okay, that okay, was not okay, excitement. Okay. That was me saying all I know about it. Oh, okay. Not something big. Like I'm going to tell you what it is. Oh, I see. I see. But, I see. Oh, I see. Okay, it's okay. something big. Something's happening. It's it's just like one of those things. Like, does it need a prequel? No, nothing. No, nothing. It doesn't. No. Yeah. Exactly. Nothing is needed a prequel. The story starts where the story starts, and I. And, like, I'm not a fan of the Hunger Games, both the books and the movies. 
I know that it basically jump started um uh J Law. No, no. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it is J Law, is it? Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence. It basically jump started her career. Blah blah blah. That's not true. Okay, fair enough. You know Bill Engvall? The blue collar comedian? Yes, I know Bill Engvall. Yeah. Are you saying he jump started J Law's career? Yes. Okay. Back in the day, right? there was the Bill Engvall show. Wait, hold on. No, you're going on something here. Let me hear this. Let me hear this. I'm ready. Yeah, Bill Engvall, who toured with Jeff Foxworthy and Larry Ron the Cable White Guy. And Larry the Cable Guy. Okay. Wait, Ron White? Yes. Are you kidding me? No. Oh, my God. Okay. When they would do tours together, stand-up tours. Yes. And they were real big when we were, like, in our early Tens. 80s. Tens. Yes. yes. Bill Engvall had a show, the Bill Engvall show. I remember this. His daughter... On the show, at about 15, 14 to 16 years old, in the show, I don't know who she was actually. Yeah, whatever. Was it Jennifer Lawrence? And you're saying that kickstarted her career I'm just... over Hunger Games. That's why you know her, man. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, listen. I'm not here to argue that. Um, all I'm saying is, who did you know first? Bill Engvall or the Hunger Games? Yeah. Fair enough, Thanks, dude. Like, honestly, you got me cornered. Like, uh, be that as it may. If we want to talk about soulless cash grabs, I am imploring you, the viewer, or the listener, rather, please don't go see the Hunger Games prequel. It may be, it, it, like, we, we've talked about, like, oh, a good story is a good story. Yeah, okay. It may be a good story, but let's not give in. Let's not tell Hollywood that Listen, this is okay with us. Not only that, but... uh. Let's look at the Fantastic Beasts series. I think about to say Fantastic Four, which also would have been great. But no, the Fantastic Beasts, the prequel yes. to Harry Potter. Crimes of Grindelwald? Crimes of Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Was the newest one, I believe. Or this? No. That was uh, the second one. It yeah. was like the, the first one was uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And then the Crimes of Grindelwald, but the third one. With um, Johnny Depp. Yes. And then Amber Heard. Made him not be the Walt anymore. Man, no, it's 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 like the secrets of Dumbledore or something. Oh, that is what it's the new, right, right. the newest one. Yes, yes, yes. And all I have to say is just uh, we don't need it. We don't need we prequel don't. stories. I I hate prequel stories. Do you know what I want? I want if if I have to pick, I want epilogue stories. I want to know what happens after. What Fair I know. enough. I already know. I don't actually don't care what happened before Harry Potter was Harry Potter. Great. And you know what, dude? I'm about to open up a whole another can of worms. Any anything that brings J.K. Rowling more money is bad for me. I hate J.K. Rowling with every ounce of my heart. She is a terrible person. And yes, Hogwarts Legacy came out, and that was the whole thing. But I stopped caring about that. If you bought Hogwarts Legacy, I genuinely don't care. <sighs> All right, Dev. We got like three or four more things to go. You want to finish it up? So we uh, we actually had received a call in the middle of us recording this podcast. So whatever we were just talking about, I have completely forgotten. So we're just going to go ahead and move on to the next thing, uh, which actually ties into the last thing that we were talking about. Um, they're making a new Indiana Jones movie. Did you know about this, by the way? I had heard about it, but I've actually, um, judge me if you want, sure. I've never watched Indiana Jones. I, you know what? Could care Any less. I've tried. But, but for me. 
correct me if I'm wrong, even though you haven't been like an avid fan of Indiana Jones, also not an avid fan of Indiana Jones, wasn't Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, didn't, uh, what's his name? Han Solo, his real name? Yeah, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Didn't they, he say that that was his last Indiana Jones movie? I believe he did, and I think that he, uh, the way that I interpreted it, which again, I haven't seen the movie, so maybe sure. wrong, I thought that it was going to move to Shia LaBeouf. Or anyone else. No, well, wrong. Shia was the guy. Well, the young it's kid. Harrison Ford again. Oh. And it's whatever this new one is called. I think it's like the... Something the last one for sure. Something about flowers. Stop. Stop. Stop telling Hollywood that this is okay. Yeah, is another Indiana Jones movie going to be great? I don't know. Nor do I care. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, all I know is it was met with lukewarm response. It was an unnecessary sequel, and they are making yet another unnecessary sequel. Please. Please. Tell Hollywood that this is not okay. I think Stop cash grabbing. A lot of these uh, franchises, like if they want to keep doing it, they need to do it the way that they do James Bond. With a new James Bond. Yeah. Every so- that would, I would be okay with that. Harrison Ford is like 70. Yeah, that's what I mean. Do, is he? The- do you know your 70-year-old grandfather? Because they're not doing that stuff. <laughs> Fair enough. And like... This episode's getting long. No, that's it. That's Finn. That's, that, that's, that is that's Finn. It. There's nothing more to say about it. It's True. Finn's We're going to move on to the next thing. Um, this is actually something that uh, I really, really want to talk about earlier, but I didn't. Um, we were talking about something alongside of like big business and how much we hate the institution. Um, can we just talk about how... Wait, no, no, no. I got it. I was talking about buying a house. I said I'm buying a house, and I was explaining all the hoops. Yes. Yes. So, if you may or may not know, those of you that are fans of the podcast, Ian is buying a house. Great for him. Honestly, kudos. I'm very proud of him. Uh, and we were talking about how we hate how convoluted buying a house is. It is literally... He was explaining it to me, and within the first three steps, I was bored. I was like, wow, this is actually incredible. Do you have to go through all these hoops? There was easily 12 steps more after that. And I was like, you know what? That reminds me a lot of how the government... Now, how do I say this without saying bipartisan? Big Ben knows exactly how much you owe on taxes every year. They know exactly how much money you owe them. But because... TurboTax. I think you meant Uncle Sam. Did I? I said Big Ben, didn't I? Yeah, Uncle Sam. My bad. Because Uncle Sam knows exactly how much you owe, there is literally no need for these middlemen like TurboTax to say, hey, you need to do your taxes through us. They, hmm, I don't want to get political. There's no need for them. They are literally just there to make money and they pay these politicians money to stay relevant. And I thought that's where it ended. I was like, okay, they pay these politicians to lobby to be relevant in a situation where they're not needed whatsoever. But that's where it ends. Wrong. Mr. Beast. I've seen him in many commercials talk about TurboTax and how you need to use it in this coming tax season. And where am I going with this? I don't really maximize your tax return, my man. It is aggravating. And 
I used to have a lot of respect for Mr. Beast, and that commercial single-handedly showed me that he's just as money-grubbing as the rest of them. Have you ever heard the uh, Mr. Beast conspiracy theory? Let me hear it. There's a conspiracy theory going around. So before Mr. Beast got super popular, when he was doing video games and doing whatnot, I don't know if it's something he did in high school or if it's just something he did for YouTube. I don't know what it is. But he released a video talking about how uh, Bill Gates was his idol. And there's a conspiracy theory that because Bill Gates being a billionaire and being all this stuff is so hated for his wealth, right? that he uh, took Mr. Beast under his wing and the money, Mr. Beast always says that he doesn't actually have any money. He says anything that he gets from YouTube, he directly puts it back into... And that's why we have like these, I gave these people $100,000 yeah. to blah, 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 blah. Because his actual liquid net worth is nothing, pretty much. Right. So he's, and he says he lives in a, like a normal So Bill Gates is essentially Mr. Beast's sugar daddy. His, yeah, his angel investor. His, yes. And pretty much he uses, he gives him money to make these things and do these crazy things is it true probably not but it's a pretty interesting conspiracy theory and i think that is interesting and the fact that he's doing commercials this has nothing to do with movies or tv shows it's just that, like i guess it kind of falls in like the tv show category because commercials are an inevitable part ads are an inevitable part of our movie going tv watching experience how much money do we have to be offered to start showing ads on our show? Literally $100. <laughs> you get into the triple digits, $100, I will put your ad in the show immediately. I don't think... I do not practice what I preach. I want this podcast to be... Anyway, the Pod is sponsored by TurboTax. <laughs> Maximize your tax return. And follow us on Pod and... On Instagram and Twitter at Reapod. Four more times. Is it not three? Four. Holy. I said four when we were on the phone call. Oh. Thinking. We do need four more times. Okay. But that that is neither here nor there. So this is the part of the podcast that I'm really excited about every time. Where I talk about movies and TV shows that I've recently seen. Ian talks about movies and TV shows that he's recently seen. And we give you the honest reviews. The bop or not of the movies. Yes. The, the, the deep cuts. The, the takes. Do you need to watch it? And I'm going to start it off. The views or snooze. Views or, or working title. Honestly, that's not bad. <laughs> okay. That's not bad. Views or snooze. Uh, I'm going to start it off. I recently watched Glass Onion. Oh. The Knives Out sequel. Yes. Um, I don't think... I, I'm a day late and a dollar short to this. And I, I wholeheartedly admit that. Yeah, watch that. It's a that good fucking movie. That movie, good freaking movie. That movie was incredible. Yeah, like it stayed true to what made the original incredible. Okay, my and the, my favorite thing to talk about when we talk about Glass Onion and Knives Out, which one's better? Oh, and maybe Glass Onion. I think no, Glass Onion's wait, better. Wait, okay. So when when Glass Onion came out on. Stream, that, streaming yeah um was it was it better or did you just watch it more recently is the real question that is a good question now that you like pros it like that it's genuinely hard for me to determine which one was objectively better 
I think that the mystery. See, I feel I feel jaded about this because I feel like on one hand the mystery of Glass Onion was maybe not as good. It was. It had a little bit less concrete foundation. Yes. Than the original. I agree with this. I agree with this. But I feel like it also. It It was a bit more esoteric. It did it in a new way. It did it in a. It did it in a way that you weren't. Because, like, you, if you had seen the first one and then watched the second one, you, you've seen and you're like, yeah, this is how it's going to go down. And the second one plays into that, but at the same time, it's different. It, it, I'm, I'm trying to avoid spoilers because genuinely, this is a movie I think you need to watch. It is really good. Not as murder mystery-y as the first one. It's not... It's not quite a murder mystery. It's more of like a political thriller. Yeah, it, I would it, say it's still a classic, like who done it. Yeah, it is. It is a who done it. Which, personally, like, I feel like I haven't seen a lot of movies like that. Like, like there, I, there I, isn't a lot of. I'm a, I'm a big fan of books. I'm a, I love Fair. murder mystery books. I love mystery Fair. books in general. Fair. Sherlock, the TV show, one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Goaded, by the way. But um, they one of my another one of my favorite books. I mean, I love like uh, and then there were none. Agatha Christie, but then I also love. Uh, I think it's also Agatha Christie. Is it might even be and then there were none. To be honest, I haven't read it in a long time. I just know I love that story. Yeah, but um. A Murder on the Orient Express, I think, is also Agatha Christie, because I think they're both... I don't know if that's Agatha Christie, but that was a really good movie. Okay, well, maybe they're not both Agatha Christie. I, I don't know. I, I thought they, they were be. both maybe Hercule Poirot. Okay, Google. Not. Who wrote Murder on the Orient Express? There you go. It was Agatha Christie. Okay, so I think they're both Hercule Poirot, then, which is like her James Bond... Or not James Bond, but her... I know what you mean. Her character. Her Sherlock Holmes is what yes. I'm getting at. Yes, Um. But I don't think there's a lot of movies like that, and I just love that kind of, you know what I mean. I I love not knowing. I love the big reveal. That's why I love movies like, uh, like Inception. I love like uh, the the Prestige movies that make my me think. favorite movies of all time. Prestige is incredible. Now you see me, like well to a lesser extent, but yes, it is in the same. Extent, it is in the same vein. Yeah, yes. like those movies are just phenomenal to me and. And then just like the cast of Glass Onion, even I mean, even even Knives Out with Jamie Lee Curtis, Chris Evans, you know. Yeah, now that you say it, that was like a big chance. Oh, the the dude! Oh my god, the dude that I hate, and it's so funny that I hate this guy, uh, Michael Shannon. And oh, and oh yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah, why yeah. I hate Michael Shannon? He's like a piece of shit in real life, isn't he? And I don't care. I don't know. Oh, okay. I hate Michael Shannon because you're gonna freaking lose your mind at this. He is the guy that dates, that is the, the, the boyfriend of uh, Eminem's mom in 8 Mile. And that's why I hate my oh. <laughs> and That's such a deep cut. That's such a deep cut. And every cut. time I see him, probably not. I think 8 Mile is all very that I can think of. Yeah. Wow, he is the... Wow. I have never put that together. Yeah, actually. every time I see Michael Shannon, that's all I think of is 8 Mile. But. Anyways, Glass Onion, uh, yes, definitely a view. Do take your time out of your day to watch that movie. It is, I'm having a hard time saying better or worse than the first one, but the first one was so incredible 
the fact that I can't determine if it's better or worse than the first one just shows that Speaks it is to to exactly it. yes. Also, fun fact, uh, two fun facts. Let's hear it. Fun fact number one: um, they're working on number three. I would hope so. And fun fact number two is I don't know if you know this or not, but the you know the director of it. Uh, yeah. If you say his name, I'd know him. Yeah. It's uh, Ryan Johnson. Yes. Who Ryan did uh, the newer Star Wars movies? Yes. Two of them, because J.J. Abrams left. Or right. They fired him. I don't know what happened. Whatever happened there. But yeah, that's actually really cool. Um, speaking of. Uh, actually, I don't have a good segue. I'm just going to talk about the next movie I've seen. Um, this is a movie I know Ian has not seen, and it's a movie I've recently watched. I believe it's a Hulu original. I'm not going to say that with certainty. Um, I've watched it. I'm going to upset you with this, but continue. Oh, okay. Um, so there's a movie I've recently watched called The Menu. Uh, and on paper, this movie is about people going to a restaurant and it is an experience that they did not sign up for. What I will say initially is this could have been easily a film festival, like a Cannes film festival type of movie, and I think it would have been received very well. But the fact that it was released on Hulu as a Hulu original and it didn't really have like a whole lot of press going into it, I think it's a sleeper. Do I think it's worth a watch? Yes, actually, I do. So this movie was released on HBO Max. Was it HBO Max? I thought it was Hulu. And okay. It has uh, Voldemort, Ralph Fiennes, and Anya yes. Taylor Joy in it. As the Who is girl. incredible, by the yeah. way. That movie, I've seen it. Have you really? No <laughs> shot. Okay. This is actually. I, I didn't know this going into this. Okay. So what yeah. did you what did you think? Was, of this? What did you think of when it? I saw? I've said for the longest time when I saw previous four that I really wanted to see it. I thought it was going to be something different, something like a Soylent Green yeah. type of movie. Yeah, I was very yeah. I was very spoilers excited. by the way it's not soylent green just so you know i i personally was let down by that movie i i enjoyed it but it wasn't what i was hoping it would be you know what i mean i definitely get where you're coming from because i think i nailed it on the head when i say i thought going in it was going to be a soylent green type of movie and it's not that it's more and to avoid spoilers it's more about somebody who's lost their passion rediscovering said passion yeah and that's more so what it's about it's about an artist finding their passion in a very interesting way do i think it's worth a view not really i wouldn't say go out of your way to view it but if you don't have any other thing to watch and it just so happens to pop up on your feed and you're like yeah i could go for it yeah if you're into thrillers i wouldn't even say thriller honestly drama yeah more so drama yeah uh if i were to be definitive about it it's a snooze yeah it's a snooze i agree i wasn't very impressed by it but it's not so bad that it doesn't deserve merit yeah 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 i yeah i mean i was definitely let down but yeah it was it was an all right movie it was i don't know it's not what i expected it to be if you heard of it and you're considering it i don't know if you, I, I think I can take this. If you've heard of it and you're considering it, give it a shot. I think I think it's worth an hour and a half of your time if you're already previously considering it. But if you if if we're talking about a movie that you've genuinely never heard of, that's fine too. You can just move on with your life. It's not that big a deal. However, that being said, there's a movie that has recently come out that I think is 
worth the merit. It's a movie that I knew did never heard of. I I genuinely had never heard of this film before, but as a very very avid horror fan, I'm always looking for the next big horror movie. Which is why the last time that Ian and I had a podcast episode together, I talked about Megan. Now, Megan is a bit contentious between Ian and I, because I said it was going to be an incredible movie. I said it was worth its weight in gold. Ian did not agree so, and it's very rare for Ian and I to have differing opinions on movies. However, with this next movie, I think that Ian and I stand firmly that it is, it is a definite, definite view. I'm just going to hop into it. The movie's called Barbarian. And I will be the first to admit that I have not stayed on top of the horror genre as a whole since you and I have stopped doing the podcast. I used to be very, very on top of it because horror is by far my favorite genre. And... I was excited to find out about all the things that I missed. So I started with what I thought was going to be a B movie, mm -hmm. Barbarian, starring uh, the Skarsgård brothers. We have yet to determine which one it actually is, but it is. I think it's uh, Bill Skarsgård. Yeah, it's the one that's that's the, uh, the it. It's it, the yeah, clown um, from it. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna honestly, genuinely. I'm gonna say this right out front. It's a view. Yeah, one hundred percent of view. And I don't want to spoil anything, but the mid-story beat switch yeah. is not what I was expecting. I agree with that. And then the third act climax is not what I was expecting <laughs> at all. And genuinely, I think it's an incredible movie. I agree. I thought it was a very good movie. I think that it has uh, your average, like any horror movie type things to where they had to make it a little unbelievable. I mean, it's a little unbelievable in general. Yeah. But it had, I mean, it had those yeah. little aspects to it that, like, if you are going into it expecting, like, something that's going to be, like, uh, realist super realistic or super... Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people like horror movies where they're like, oh, this is something that's gonna ha that can definitely happen to me. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah, no. Don't go in with that expectation. But if you just want to go... the fact being, that like, you start watching the movie and you're like, oh, uh, this is what's happening. Well, don't get me wrong. I mean, the way that, again, without spoilers, uh, it can be concerning. True. For everyday people. I Yeah. It I starts think, out that way. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. I, I think that that adds to the fear, you know, trying to be relevant, but also like definitely something you should be concerned about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So avoiding spoilers, like Ian said, the movie starts out with a very not, I wouldn't say common mistake, but something that could definitely happen to a real life person. And you're like, oh, so this movie's about like, one thing something that could definitely happen to a real life person and then i'm gonna i'm gonna full stop right there because it goes so far off the rails of that mm -hmm. so quickly you do not know what this movie's about i promise you this movie starts out one way and ends in a completely different way and that's not taking away from it 
You know what I mean? Because it shows good. It's yeah, exactly. It shows that like I I don't want to expect it. It's like this. It's like this real fear that happens, and then it goes into a horror movie kind of fear, and you're like, oh, this is way wilder. Yeah, and you're you're at the point where I want to say it's scary to the point that you're like on the edge of your seat, like, like yeah, oh my god, I'm so scared of what's happening. However, I will say that at one point I moved my headphones off of my ears because I didn't want what, like, it is so rare for <laughs> me to do that in a horror movie. Be like, I don't want to be jump scared, but this movie, ha- dude, the, the, how do I put this? The tension that this movie can create. Hmm. I think, I think that's what made it so good. Interesting. Is the tension that it ratchets up. Yeah, and it just keeps building and keeps building and keeps building, and you're like, "When's it gonna happen, dude? Freaking happen already!" And it doesn't. Yeah, it and you're like, you're so tense, and you want it to happen, but it doesn't give it to you. And uh, I thought it was great. I thought it was a good movie too. Uh, Kate was like, uh, not as scared by it. Or yeah. not, like, felt that anxiety, you know what I mean? I definitely felt that anxiety. Holy and holy. I think because of, like, riffing off of her not feeling it, it made me not feel it. Not to take away from it or say she took away it, from it, my experience, yeah. but when you're watching a movie with somebody and, like, you can tell they're kind of calm, it kind of calms you. Yeah, you kind of but feed But I can imagine, like, watching that movie, like, alone in your own apartment that you share yes. with other people in the same Yes, building. dude, yes! That movie would really hit you. I completely get that. If I would, I, for the record, what I said about my viewing experience, I would also um, have not enjoyed watching that movie alone. And and that that is how I watched it. It was completely at like three in the morning. Yeah, and that was a trip. I'm glad that I did because it's been a long, long time since I have genuinely been scared that's what i've been saying know. dude i i want that so bad I wanna find i'm, a I'm so sorry that you didn't i don't do want to find like an indie horror movie because like indie horror movies like they can be gruesome have yeah things to them that'll maybe be like ah they'll but, have like, like that one moment yeah exactly i want to find a movie that. that truly like disturbs me that keeps me like up at night i don't know i want something like that and i don't have any haven't had anything like that in a while I, I completely agree. And Ian, Ian and I have talked about this at length, where the last movie that he and I both cumulatively share, like, a movie that made you kept the lights on because you were actually genu- genuinely scared was Sinister. Mm. That was the last movie That's that he and I... you should watch tonight. But I know what happens in that movie. All right, cool. I'm always down to watch horror movies. Again, horror movies are my favorite genre. If there's a new horror movie that came out, you best believe I'm going to talk about it on this podcast. And ultimately, at the end of the day, Barbarian, give it a watch. Give it a watch. Especially give it a watch with someone that's a little bit skittish yeah. with horror movies. Because they will make it so much more enjoyable. All right, I, I love getting... I have three final things to say, and they're going to be rapid fire. All right, let's go. You think it's one, it's three. Okay. First of all, you watched Nope. I have. All right, Nope 2 is in development. Awesome. Love that. Good movie. Watch Nope. Watch. Yes, Jordan Peele did an incredible job with Nope. If you think you understand all the things he did with the cinematography, you don't. Watch it again. He did a lot. It's phenomenal. I promise you he did a lot. 
second thing is uh, Scream 6. I mean, everybody knew that was coming. Scream 5 was very good. Ian didn't did tell me he went to go see the newest Scream in the movies. I had my doubts, but he he did sing its high praises. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, I I truly feel like I want I want people to at us at Reappod uh, two more times. I want you to give me a movie recommendation that's going to scare the shit out of me. Because you know what? Not just him. Me too. Understand that my proclivity to horror movies is very, very high. If you I do not get scared. So yeah, also at Devin at Reappod, uh, one more time. On Instagram and Twitter, at Reappod. And uh, no more times. Um, but anyway... One more time. Scream 6 was pretty good. It was... Uh, it's getting to the point now where they've been at it for so long, and you know what you're getting, that at this point, you're just along to see what happens. True. Fair enough. And it, it, I think that it was a good refresher from the regular storytelling. The fifth one, the, the soft reboot, really helped it. The sixth one, I think, was better than the fifth one. But, um, yeah, if you ever like Scream, it's definitely good. Definitely has, slasher movies in general. It has those parts that you're not expecting. It definitely has the jump scares. I mean, if you watch horror a lot, you're always kind of prepared. I think... I think... And this is something that I keep a little bit close to my chest, but I think slasher movies are the weakest of all the horror movies. I agree. I agree. I, agree. I think slasher movies are the bottom of the barrel kind of stuff. So when a slasher movie does it well, it's worth talking well, about. Well, that's the thing. This is why I talked about Megan with such high and, standards. And the reason that they're worth talking about when done well is because they're also the arguably most realistic to happen to you. I would agree with that. That's actually very profound. I agree with that a lot. So if it does it well, it's because it's chilling and it makes you worry. It makes you wonder, could this happen to me? Good horror movies are ones that are make you want to lock the doors at night because... It's been a long time since the movie's done that to me. Yeah. And I want that to happen to me, please, for the love of God, at us, at Reapod, on Twitter and Instagram. Negative one times. Please. Tell me a movie that's going to make me lock the doors at night. Horror is by far my favorite genre. Final movie that I have, that I've watched, that I don't think you've watched, is I have not. Uh, Infinity Pool. I have not seen that. I see, I see it in the doc. I have not seen it that. It came out very recently. Okay. I believe the most recent out of all of these. Um, it has Bill Skarsgård's brother, Alexander Skarsgård, in it. I think it might be an A24 film, if you like A24 movies at all. I love A24. Also, watch Bodies, 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 A23. I was going to watch Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Should that be what we watched? It's, it's not I've scary, heard it. I've really, heard it. but it's a good movie. It's okay, interesting. Nice. Got Pete Davidson in it for a bit. I will watch it on my own time, though. Infinity Pool is interesting. It's uh, also got Mia Goth from X. Oh, yes. Pearl. Mm-hmm. I remember her. But it's a really interesting movie. It's I'm just going to give you the premise of it, and then you can... It's not going to really spoil it, because it happens very early in the movie. Fair. Pretty much a crime, I guess we'll say, happens. These people are vacationing. And a crime happens. And in the country that they're vacationing in, said crime is not taken very lightly. And it's kind of lawless, almost, this place that they're at. And um, there's a loophole that they have figured out how to clone people. Oh. But when they clone these people, they are an exact clone. They have your same memories. Your same experiences. Fine. They think that they are just you. They think that they just woke up from asleep. From asleep. Wow. And uh, if you're rich enough, you can do it as many times as you want. And 
And the movie takes it from there. Have you ever seen The Prestige? Yep. Okay, so hundreds of times. It, 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 it gets to the point where you get it. is it is it the clone that is or is it the real one that is so it's kind of like that kind of ideology of yeah what is happening is this the real person or is this a clone yeah, and, and that's like that's the question mark of the movie yeah and it has that switch up and it's it i think i, I guess on the list of movies that we've stated so far i would at least put it above the menu I, I mean, the menu is... Based off my experience, I personally maybe enjoyed it more than Barbarian, but I don't know. I also don't know. Really? Because... So it's that contentious to you that it might be better than Barbarian? Like I said, it could be my experience. It could fair, have been fair, being fair. less scared by it. Fair enough. I don't think it's a scary movie, per se. It, it makes you think, though. But it, it's a little off-putting. It's. I think I think that can sometimes be even scarier than actual horror. It's just movies that, like make you uncomfortable mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i think that's a subgenre of horror that's overlooked a lot like for example ex machina how highly do we sing that movie's praises you know what i mean yeah and that's by no definition you know that horror I movie. Ex machina. i watched ex machina for the first time maybe three months ago for real yeah i'm so glad that you came around dude that's an incredible and, movie and it's by no definition a horror movie but it's chilling enough that you're like wow yeah that's kind of creepy that movie is actually pretty crazy that's a good I'm movie very happy that i finally watched that movie um, uh i guess as a fun aside if you haven't seen ex machina definitely go out of your time to watch that movie it's incredible i was also talking about um have you ever seen the movie smile came out very yes recently. i've seen smile the so smile um i was very excited about it there so was, was a lot of it looked good trailer wise Looked like it had some good scares Did in it. Did you see like the press releases that they were doing for it? No. There was like they would hire people to go to like major events. Like there's people at like MLB games that like people be watching this baseball game and they just turn and there'd just be somebody just standing up in the crowd just smiling just weirdly. Okay, that's that's a pretty yeah. good press release, honestly. That's pretty good. Yeah. And it was it was really it had really good press, it had good trailers. I was really excited for it and then I was just really let down by the movie. Yeah. And don't all, don't watch Smile. It's I, not that good. I told I told Kate that Smile to me was a very like great value version of It Follows. Yes. And she said Devin, lean into this microphone. Okay. She said to me, "What?" is it follows she said that to me at a dinner i don't think they're allowed to do that you're not allowed yeah. i'm gonna say this it follows was such a good movie and such a staple in what is now the horror genre that many many movies have tried to encapsulate what that movie was smile is the bargain bin yeah of it follows it follows did everything great and smile is what happens when you have no really good original ideas and you just make a movie based off of that smile was by no stretch of the imagination good the it, yes it had decent jump scares the best ones were in the trailer the ending sucked the middle sucked the beginning was okay the movie sucked yeah, no, it, was well, it wasn't good. I was so hyped for that movie to come out. Yeah, absolutely. It's so let down. Any AAA horror movie... Well, 
I'd say AAA. Any horror movie that has any amount of press release, I'm excited for because I love horror. Don't. Do not watch Smile. Do not tell. If you do, pirate it. I mean, find it on a different streaming service. Don't watch it. It's not good. And with that, I think we're done. In closing, this episode was a bit longer than uh, the majority of episodes, but I think it goes to show how much Ian and I just love talking about the topics that we love talking about. Ian loves music. I love music. I love video games. Ian loves video games. We both love movies a lot, and we love to talk about them, and it's been a while since Ian and I have been physically together recording a podcast episode together, so we went a little eccentric with it today, and I do hope that you forgive us for that. But if you do forgive us and you enjoyed what we had, make sure you follow us at RiaPod on Instagram and Twitter. And I think ultimately, at the end of the day, I just love spending time with Ian. And I think Ian loves spending time with me. And I hope you enjoyed spending time with us here at the RiaPod. And other than that, Ian, I have nothing left. And with that, for Ian Reed, I'm Devin Knoll. And for Devin Knoll, as always. I'm Ian Reed. Thank you for joining us on episode whatever this is of the Rea Pod. We hope to catch you in the next one. Stop it.